The following content was delayed by us watching way too many Busted Challenge videos. Start the show. did you watch all of them <laughs> all of them every single one uh, nobody nobody sent me a busted challenge that i hadn't already seen <laughs> let's put it that way and when the silhouette challenge jumped off i was definitely on the forefront because i had a homegirl send me oh this is about to be a thing and sure enough it became a thing um uh, i i'm not gonna lie to you i watched i watched jordan wood shit on the way here I'm, that does not surprise me at all. <laughs> well, I tell you, yeah, I, 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 when you said it that day, I was like, "Oh, he's probably watched it a hundred times before he even said it to me." Jordan wanted y'all. To, Jordan wanted y'all to know what time it was. All I know is Carl Anthony Towns probably uncoveted real quick, flip quick, miraculous recovery. <sighs> Niggas plus information plus alcohol equals opinions. While black. Your black ass cheat sheet for the weekend foolishness and fuckery. I am your boy Oz. I feel like I'm still D. Randall, but yeah. th- that will be determined by the end of this uh, this presentation. We did a shot before the before the show started. Yeah, and uh, it is a shot of some uh, some serious shit. Some serious. I'll just say that some serious shit that you ain't got. There's some serious shit that I guarantee you do not have your hands on. Um, it's gonna be a good show. Um, uh, how was your week, D. Randall? Uh, you know, the, the break for, for me, the, the little break that we've had, um, has been restorative for me. Um, it was good to, and and not just in the potting world, but just in life in general. Um, it was good for me to really, really, really turn everything off for a little bit. And it was the, probably the best reset that I've had in about 10 years. So, I'm feeling Very good. Nice. How about Very yourself? Nice. Um, well, it's been a, it's been kind of a mixed bag. Um, I was enjoying the time off. Um, as many of y'all as many of y'all know, there was a loss in the family, um, which prevented us from recording last week. Uh, it was just not going to be a it was not going to be a good day for potting. Mm-hmm. Um, but in the interest of keeping busy and keeping distracted. And uh, not just sitting in the house eating. Nobody tells you that when you lose somebody in your family, um, black people just send over exorbitant amounts of food. And labor. And and labor. And labor. My cousins showed up and just decided they were going to clean the whole bottom floor of the house. And just yeah. left and said, see you Monday. Yeah. Um, and I and I know I, I told you privately, but I, yeah. I did want to say again. You know, um, for for everyone that did ask me, um, or, or wanted to pass a message on, um, you know, there are people who who have offered their condolences to you, um, and and I am grateful. Yeah, and I wanted to let y'all know that I did tell him. He did. He did. He did pass it along. Yeah. Um, it is not gone. It is not gone overlooked. Um, I'm very grateful. Let me tell you. I, the thing that I took most from it, which um, 
which really helped me to eat, to get back in the saddle, other than the fact that I need to get the fuck out of the house, mm-hmm. was the fact that that is the sense of family and the sense of community that I look for as a content creator now, that I try mm-hmm. to cultivate um, in any project that I'm doing, the sense of uh, community and camaraderie and being able to reach out, because many of y'all have... Um, uh, shout out to my fellow Potters. Shout out to man. Shout out to Lala from Play No Games podcast, uh, who definitely reached out um, to check on me. God bless her. Um, she's a she's she's a hundred percent. She's solid in my book. Yeah. Um, I, many of you have too many to name. Uh, I am so grateful. And um, shout out, shout out to everyone who checked in with me on his behalf. Yeah. And I and, and I say that genuinely because, you know, there, there's a connection that builds with the audience, and, and, and when you listen to people every week, um, sorry for y'all for having to deal with this every week, um, <laughs> you know, there there is there is a genuine rapport that people build. So I mean, it, I, I I'm saying this on behalf of us. Thank you everyone for checking in with him through me. Yeah, uh, which you know shows that you are genuinely compassionate people who who care about others i would say it's nice to see that people care about you and not just the content you create right um and which is part of another part of what put me back in the saddle was that you know when you know if no matter what you're going through if you can help if you can help somebody else help them and this show helps a lot of people get through what they're going through because we we going through it together with that said he's still accepting gifts of food and labor Liquor too. Ed liquor. Don't, liquor. Ed definitely liquor. Yeah. liquor. Uh, I am. Let me tell you, the the, the fridge is full. <laughs> the fridge is full. There's just endless amounts of chick, fried chicken, barbecue, and meat. Just people just bring you meat from the meat store. Yeah. Um. So yeah. Thank you. God bless you all on that front. Now on with the fuckery. Uh. Start off, starting off with love, uh, we want to give flowers to. Now, before I, before before the uh, the first delay, did y'all know that the guy, the black guy security guard who kept everybody, who who kept all those fuckers out of the Capitol, it was Mason, it was Mason and pepper spraying everybody. Mm-hmm. <laughs> basically, doing his job more than he really needed to, but yeah. to protect people. Um, that motherfucker got appointed to like Kamala Harris's like security detail yeah. now. Yeah, that's a come up for your ass. Like you know, because if there's any time that a nigga is excused from work, it, it could go, man, fuck this shit. I'm here. I'm out. It was the day of the Capitol rise. Like if he would have been like, you know what, man, nah, I get off I'm, at five. Yeah, it's it's four fifty eight. By the time <laughs> I get to the front door, it, you know, I'm I'm it's my time to be out. Let me go ahead and clock out. People would have completely understood. And and here's the thing. I I highlight that. This this is not the only person I'm giving flowers to. I highlight that because I think we get caught up and a lot of us said I was one of the people who said it. Uh that whole shit at the Capitol building, definitely a white people's problem. However, we also have to be conscious of the fact that we live here too. 
And it's it's one thing to be able to say that from a perspective of, you know, everybody saw Black Panther, so everybody's got this idea of independence and Wakanda in their head. But we live here too. And there are there are gonna be black people in any situation who feel the effects of these things. Mm-hmm. So we can't, so we have to be realistic. Yes, we can dismiss this as a white people's problem because this is something where we can't be held responsible. But we also have to be very cognizant of the people of color and the black people that have to deal in these situations too. Because I guarantee you that custodial staff was not all white people. Right. I guarantee you that the front, that the front, that the front desk people and the receptionist people and the administrative people on that front, the entry-level people, mm-hmm. were not all white people. Right. Just like that security guard. I guarantee you he was not the only black security guard on duty. Right. Whose life was on the line just coming to work. Well, we we remember because there was another one that straight up got chased around. Right. You know? Right. Um, and shout out to Kamala. Kamala was like, well, shit. If he's gonna still stay clocked in, do some shit like that. Shit, we might get 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 <laughs> hey, him a job. Put him on my team. Put him. I was gonna say, get him a change of clothes now. Get his measurements immediately. And he sure did, man. He sure did walk out for that inauguration in front of him. Like, fuck with me. Real talk. Like, he had some new Ray Bans on and everything. Fresh trench coat. Oh man, he was he was on his rush hour. Oh y'all got me on the G thirteen classified <laughs> shit. Um, so definitely shout out to him. Also, uh, shout out to, um, they don't give me this gentleman's name, actually, um, but he is the CEO of cloud of a cloud scheduling platform known as Calendly. How is it spelled? C-A-L-E-N-D-L-Y. Calendly. And uh, it is a black-owned uh, tech company, Tope Awotona. Okay, they don't they don't include that in this in this picture at it's all. Good. You know, they, they don't they don't want the black man to strive. Yeah, he's um, he grew up in Nigeria, moved to, to the U.S. as a teenager. Okay, okay. So, so you know, he's the original black man. Um, basically, he he got he got involved with some VCs. That have in that have invested uh, three hundred fifty million dollars into the uh, uh, calendar app, and uh, now the company's valuation is at three billion. Three billion dollars, fam. Uh, one, that's a lot for cloud scheduling, and I I would have I would have partaken myself, but I'm not nearly organized enough for that. Um, I want to celebrate this. Because, you know, Clubhouse, this, this shit y'all love so much, <laughs> Clubhouse just got, I, I, I love saying I told you so on the show, Clubhouse just got valued for like a million dollars, and let me tell you something, I told y'all weeks ago that I was sick of us making some shit popping, getting on an app that we don't own, that we have no financial stake in, making the shit popping, and then when it and then when it hits a big boom and makes it makes a ton of money, the people that made it popping are not able to be compensated because they didn't invest in it from they didn't originally invest in it at all. Mm-hmm. They just decided it was the place to bring 
all their content and all their and all their all their audience and all their data. I said this. I'm pretty sure I said this. If not the last episode, the episode mm-hmm. before that, and because it's the same shit. I for I foresaw it. It's the same shit we did with Black Twitter, mm-hmm. and people are still trying to get their bag off of that. And we don't own we don't own these things. We don't have any stake in it. And yes, it should be okay for us to make some shit popping without us without everybody getting rich. But it it creates. It creates a, a, a press. It sets a standard that we're uh, uh, things that we don't stand for on any other level. Because we talk all the time about how black people have to come in and clean up some shit, and black people have to come in and and get some shit done, and we see no credit for it. The same thing is mm-hmm. happening with Clubhouse. Yeah. Now, I, now I realize Calendly is not like a social media app. But it's definitely something that we could that we could absolutely make popping. Yeah, through our through our savviness and through our meme culture, and and stick it with the clubhouse example. Like the way that people present clubhouse when they don't have an invested stake in it is always hilarious. And like they do other platforms, like you you got to make sure that you're getting on this because this is you know this it's is networking. where this is where the conversations are happening right now. And so they, they make people, they, they, you know, they, they try to make people believe that they have to um, invest their time and energies in a certain platform. It's like it's a self-fulfilling prophecy. Right. You're doing all this and you're not even you're not even getting a check off of it. So and it's doing a lot of their PR. Yeah. It's doing a it's doing a lot of their marketing and advertising. We're creating an audience for them. Yeah. This wasn't even this wasn't even really meant for people. This was meant for VCs. Yeah. This is some insider shit. I mean, this is the equivalent of rappers dropping brand names in their lyrics and those brand names are not cutting the check. Like Rolls Royce ain't cutting y'all checks. At all. Louis Gucci, Hermes, Audemars, they're not cutting y'all checks. Y'all are giving them free advertising though and, and helping them build um their net worth. Um, while you niggas are decreasing yours by going into debt over adhering to a lifestyle that you can't support. That's another talk show for another time. That's just to say we will revisit it. (laughs) If you want to really put your money where your mouth is actually invest in these businesses that you can have a shared interest in. Find some black owned alternatives. A lot of y'all don't know um, there's a black owned alternative to PayPal. There is? What's it called? Payment. I was hoping you would not say the rush card. No, no, hell no. <laughs> you know, there's a black owned there's a black owned alternative to Robinhood. Since y'all are so on stocks and bonds now, since all of y'all think y'all some since all of y'all think y'all the fucking wolf of Wall Street, there's a black alternative to Robinhood now. Yeah. Um, and it's we have to look for these things, and we can make these things popping. Y'all complain so much about Mark Zuckerberg um, censoring y'all on Facebook. I ain't seen one of y'all talking about us making the move to Black Planet. You know what I'm saying? And making that popping again. And when y'all had the chance with Black Planet, <clears throat> and what's worse is y'all want to y'all want to make some y'all want to make some shit fake exclusive. That's the other problem I have with Clubhouse. There are people who get on Twitter and go, I have two invitations to Clubhouse. Gasp. Nigga. 
and they, you know, they and they had another one of these things called the cookout. It was an app. It was one of these little social media apps they were trying to get popping called the cookout, and that's invite only. Is that like a, an app for black people that like invites white people or something? It's bougie. It's bougie black people. Is you know, I, and that's that's another story. We need fewer apps. We need more actual human interaction. That's what we need, y'all. We uh, and, and 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 again, we're in the digital age, so I understand. But we also need some tangible goods and services. Yeah, y'all, y'all are anyway. Everybody trying to be an influencer. Everybody trying to get on the next. Everybody wants to live the Mark Zuckerberg in the movie life. Get out the house and have real conversations with people. Um. That's asking a lot of me because I don't like y'all. But um, so shout out to uh, Tope Awatona. Yes. Close enough. I'll go with that. Um, So shout out to him. Three billion dollars, man. That's a lot of fucking that's a lot of fucking money, y'all. We can go from there into humans ain't shit. Um, So humans ain't shit. I'm going to try to keep this one as short and sweet as possible. You non-voting niggas have to get over it. You didn't get your way. Um, a lot of you are mad. A lot of you non-voting niggas are mad because Biden hasn't done all of the things yet that he said he was going to do. Um, that he's been in office a whole week and a half, like a week, and has not completed all the promises to black people uh, that he said he was going to complete, but he's done a ton of executive orders and shit. Uh, guys, we have to we we have to make sure we're maintaining reality about a couple of things. One, y'all have a lot of expectations from an idiot, not a liar. Well, yes, partially a liar. He's a politician. They're all liars, but an idiot. Two. Some of y'all have forgotten that we didn't vote for this motherfucker because he promised us anything. We didn't vote for this motherfucker because we thought he was going to deliver on those promises. We just voted for this motherfucker because we thought we had more of a chance of him delivering on his promises than Trump. Not delivering on your promises is a lot better than actually going out of your way to do harm to a community. Those were the choices we had. We had this and Trump. There was not another choice on the ballot. And I, y'all want y'all want a lot from somebody who we weren't sure was going to give us any of this shit to begin with. And so now every time Biden does something y'all don't like, y'all going to go, y'all voted for that. See, we told y'all Bernie Sanders wouldn't have done it. Shut the fuck up. You know, my thing about the whole non-voting thing is, okay, so... If if you if you want to say that you know voting doesn't matter and you know it's it's all a charade and it's all fixed and all that okay cool whatever blah blah blah. But if you actively refuse to vote and have the expectation that something is going to go the way that you expect it to go, then your logic is all fucked up. It's like not putting gas in your car and expecting for it to drive. Like what? How can you form an expectation of something if you don't even participate in it? Sure, you could believe it's fake. Sure, you could believe it's fake. But if you don't even participate, well, how? What? What expectation do you have of anything happening? That's always been my thing with it. So if you if you 
did not vote because you didn't like either candidate, then you've willingly removed yourself from the process because you don't you don't have any other tangible way of creating an effect on the situation if you just sit there and comment on it, you know? And and, and let's also be real. We've seen now from the numbers that not voting at all was a vote for Trump. Right. Because we've seen now that black people brought Biden to the promised land. So not voting for him is literally handing Trump four more years. I, I don't care <clears throat> what you think of anything that Biden hasn't done yet in the first week. One week is not enough for me to give four years over to somebody who is responsible for as much loss of life, who is responsible for as much um, political and financial turmoil mm-hmm. as Donald Joseph Trump was. N- nothing Biden has said or done or not said and not done has been enough to make me go, damn, I should have voted for Trump. Not one thing. Not yet. I'm not giving... I'm not I'm not forfeiting four years based on one week. And y'all gotta get over it. Y'all, y'all got, didn't want to do shit. Y'all have to remember the first week four years ago and how wild that shit was. When when your boy started instituting bands like the first right. day. Like <laughs> he jumped right out front with the racism. And let's and let's be honest. We have to stop in this in this society. In the era of social media, we have to stop pretending that things don't have degrees. Right. Is Joe is Joe Biden a bad choice? Yes, but there are worse choices. Yes. <laughs> and yes, y'all. Oh, y'all just vote. Y'all just want to vote one white, one bad white man out and vote another bad white man in. Is he a bad white man? Probably. He ain't as bad as that other one that wanted to punch me in the face and get me beat up in public and 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 pay the and pay uh, and pay bail for the people who beat me up Joe Biden ain't tried to whoop my ass once in these streets Donald Trump wanted to fight y'all and he wanted to get other people to fight y'all Y'all want to go back to that? Y'all want to go back to somebody just ha- just just sweeping covid under the rug mm. as opposed to maybe not handling the situation perfectly? One of these people can be talked to. The other one cannot. We have to stop pretending that there aren't that there isn't nuance and that things don't have degrees to them. Y'all are goofy. Y'all are goofy. And y'all got a lot to say for a bunch of people that just whose plan was literally nothing. To do nothing. I ain't seen an emergency meeting from one of y'all. I ain't seen a community awareness meeting from one of y'all motherfuckers. Y'all ain't done shit. And got the most to say about people who at least had a plan. My God, y- y'all can't and y'all can't let anybody be happy about anything. Some of y'all are convinced that black that being black is all about being perpetually miserable and not letting other black people enjoy anything ever. Mm. I'm sorry, I am happy. M- my pastor lost his life to COVID. I am elated that the motherfucker directly or indirectly responsible for that does not have a job anymore. Not only does not have a job anymore, is facing possible prison time. No matter how no matter how you think that impeachment trial is going to go, was impeached twice in that which has never happened in the history of ever. Is going to have his reputation tarnished forever. 
will probably not be able to run in 2024 like he thought he was and and is going to have his back significantly reduced. I'm happy this motherfucker is getting at least some of what is owed to him. And if you can't be happy about that, I don't you need to think about what the fuck that says about you. Mm. I'm sorry. I like it when motherfuckers that fucked that fucked over me and mine get fired. Cuz that's what you did by voting by voting for the other guy. You fired this guy. And I'm not even. I'm not even that happy about Trump getting fired. I'm get. I'm happy about the end of Jared Motherfucking Kushner. <laughs> Stephen Miller. Stephen Miller. Let me tell you something. Just like I'm not. Just like I wasn't. I wasn't all that happy when Calvin Candy got shot. I sure was happy when Django came back and and burnt that shit to the ground with Samuel L. Jackson in it. Mm. And that's what happened. That's what happened. That's how I consider Jared Kushner. I consider him to be Steven from Django and James. <laughs> the real brains behind the shit. And if you can't be happy that the leader that the leader of the Vampire Nation will no longer be trying to figure out ways to destroy Blade the Daywalker, <laughs> then you need to figure out what that says about you. Oh man. Fuck out of here. Fuck all the way out of here. Fuck out of here. Smile once in a while, guys. It's okay to be happy about something. It's okay. be black. Uh, song of the week. Song of the week. We haven't. I haven't. So <clears throat> I haven't heard from Pink Sweats in a while. He's been out here, but I don't think he's. I love that he's kind of embracing that it's his turn. But he hasn't gotten as much publicity as say Giveon and Lucky Day, India mm-hmm. Sean, a couple of those. Um. He is out with a new single uh, featuring Kaylani, the remix featuring Kaylani, called At My Worst. Um, pour yourself something. We definitely have some shit poured for us. I taste none of the mixer either. Not a single bit. Uh, it's going to be a good motherfucking show. And we'll be back with more opinions while black. Let's go. I feel oh, oh, oh. 
See, Kaylani is still getting the bag yeah. on, these, on these features. Good to see Kaylani is still fine as shit. Um, if you like what you're hearing uh, and you are a, a Spotify or Apple subscriber, uh, feel free to punch in in the search engine Opinions Wild Black Featured Music, and you will get a list of every song featured on, uh, on, on Opinions Wild Black, give or take a few, mm-hmm. a few deep cuts. Um, that would, so it's over well over a hundred a hundred songs. Oh yeah, um, you got shit from uh, I think we got some Kaylani on here. Uh, Pink Sweats, Lucky Day, uh, a lot of people. Summer Walker, uh, kind of runs the gamut. Uh, so definitely subscribe to that. It's updated weekly. Um, find yourself some new music to get into. You know what I'm saying? Um, let's see. Sadly, while we were gone. You know, this is going to be one of those while we were gone episodes. Yeah. Um, we lost some people. Uh, we lost Larry King. Yeah. Larry King is not necessarily... Not, now, Larry King is not black. But Larry King is iconic enough that we have to rec- recognize his past. Absolutely. Um, Hammer and Hank Aaron, the legendary baseball player. The real home run king. The real home run king who got who didn't he get didn't he get the babe the fuck out of here? All the way the fuck out of here. Yeah, he got Babe Ruth the fuck out of here. Um John Cheney, Coach John Cheney from Temple University. <laughs> University. The institution, the legend. Mr. I will come over here and whoop your ass. I'll kill you. <laughs> John Calipari didn't want that. He didn't want that smoke. And that was the most bitch ass shit. Because <laughs> It took eight people to keep this motherfucker off of. <laughs> Don't you hate that when 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 somebody was ready to fight and the other dude who knows damn well he ain't got no hands <laughs> is sitting there smug and carefree. Yeah, like he wasn't like they. Oh, he wasn't gonna do shit. No, huh? let him go. Let him go. Knowing damn well ain't nobody gonna let him go because we don't want to see you get fucked up. Yeah, shut the fuck up. John Cheney's old ass was about to wear him out. <laughs> <laughs> You saw the first dude that came up to him. He like just just old man strength him out. He had an old man strength. I was like, damn. Um. So yeah, and of course, don't let any nigga that lived through Jim Crow get mad at anything. <laughs> I'm just saying. If you know, I, for real, if you know any black man that lived through Jim Crow, they got old man strength. One hundred percent. They got one hitter quitters. I 
I told y'all. I, I told y'all when they said when they when they said Joe Biden was talking crazy to the activists and shit. I bet he wasn't talking like that to John Lewis. Nope. May John Lewis rest in peace. John Lewis would have whooped your ass. Anybody that survived Lyndon B. Johnson <laughs> and got and, and lived to tell about it and got stories, don't fuck with him. Nope. Because Johnson, because you know Johnson whoop your ass himself. As a matter of fact, Johnson didn't play either, but. John Lewis will beat the shit out of you. I don't know. Uh, DeRay McKesson probably ain't got no hands. But oh, hell no. <laughs> hell no. <laughs> Fuck out of here. Um, uh, and, of course, we have to recognize the passing of Cicely Tyson. Yes. Uh, the queen mother. I And, you know, a lot of people were like, oh, no, no, no. Cicely Tyson was like 96. Right. Cicely Tyson, that was a life lived. Yes. That was a life lived a life honored, a life appreciated. Cicely Tyson Cicely Tyson is an icon. Cicely Tyson is an institution. I ain't sad about that shit. Cicely Tyson uh, now granted, I'm sure her I'm sure her family is somebody who just lost somebody. Mm-hmm. I'm sure her family and friends probably wanted more time. Right. I and I and I can't even get into the psychological of that. Uh because I feel a certain way about uh my loved one passing. Uh, but that was a we ought we ought to be celebrated. That's a that's one of those times when you don't call it a funeral. You call it a celebration mm-hmm. of life. Yeah. The the numerous people she impacted, the numerous lives she touched, just be just existing, bro. She definitely got her flowers while she was here. She we more than her flowers. We mm-hmm. we would never be able to pay back mm-hmm. the amount of flowers that Cicely Tyson deserves. Um, I see. I, I I seem to remember. I'm looking it up now. I seem to remember her being on. What was that? What was that show I loved? Uh, it was. It was not too long ago. I, she worked with Ava. I think it was. Um, that's what it was. She was on that Ava show on TV. Uh, Cherish today. Mm-hmm. And she was kind of the. She was kind of the old wise person there and. Just at the end of the show, the 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 finale of the the episode's finale, um, they get to they got to be around so many people whose lives she touched in real life, mm-hmm. and so many people, so many celebrities in that you know her character was a celebrity, but yeah. so many people got to come out and celebrate her. That was amazing to me. Yeah, um, and the behind the scenes of just how everybody, Ava included, just. Anytime her character was being spoken about, it had they had to go into another ten minutes about how how wild it was to be working with Cicely Tyson. So yeah, life well lived. Prob- I imagine no regrets. Yeah. Um, uh, rest in paradise. You you have done you have done more than more than your share for your people for your community. We love you, Cicely Tyson. Um. On with uh, the fuckery. Dave Chappelle has COVID. I hate to say it. You know, as unfortunate as that may be. Um, it's kind of inevitable. Not surprised. I, I, I'm not only surprised all. that it took this long, obviously. Every time you see Dave Chappelle now, you see him with no less than five or six other, in close quarters, mm-hmm. Arms embracing no less than five or six big names. 
And, he, and, and in he, this one, he was. What was the last time he was seen? He was in that picture with Joe Rogan, mm-hmm. Elon Musk. Elon Musk got Elon Musk. Well, I ain't worried. Elon Musk got the cure. Yeah, he got the cure. Lex Luthor. Lex Luthor been had the cure. <laughs> he, um, he had the vaccine before they had it. Right. <laughs> but you know, Dave was out there. You know, he's been actively doing shows. You know, for the last year, requiring you know really just a rapid test. Right. And those aren't completely reliable. Um, They're improving. They're improving. No, they're, they're definitely because improving. They're swabbing now. Yeah, but at at the time that that he was, especially when he initially started doing it, they weren't oh, nearly yeah. as reliable as they are now. Right. Um, and of course, you know, he's requiring people to wear masks and, and all this, these other right. things. If felt lackadaisical at this right, but at, at you know, there's also the thing where you know he himself was not masked up, and, and part of that masking process is a two way process. Right. Um, it's only. You know, it's only a certain percentage effective if one person wears a mask. It's infinitely more effective if, if both sides are wearing it. Correct. Um, but, you know, he's, he's going to be okay. Yeah, yeah. He's, I, I, he's I have rich. no doubt he's going to pull through. He's rich. Um, Joe Rogan, uh, 50-50. I don't know. <laughs> um, Elon Musk, uh, uh, fuck him. Yeah. Um, let's see, what else happened while I was gone? Oh, I wanted to talk about this. I wanted to talk about this a couple weeks ago, actually, and I just did not get around to it. We did mention that uh, Ray Fisher has basically been written out of the Flash movie. Mm-hmm. One thing I wanted to go back and say about that, just seeing the, the responses to how all that unfolded and kind of the aftermath now, now that everybody has more or less assumed that uh, his involvement will be no longer... Um, as Cyborg at Warner Brothers involved with the DC Universe. Um, I'm a little disappointed that there was not a, there was not enough fanfare and there was not enough energy around Ray Fisher and what he was going through. What he was kind of, even though he couldn't go into it because he was being responsible and it was a legal issue at some mm-hmm. point, um, what he was obviously going through. And it's a it's a wake up call. I wrote a I wrote a thing about this on Black Nerd Problems, and a lot of the nerd people just kind of dismissed it as, well, he hasn't said what happens, so I'm not going to make a judgment. People don't always say what happens, but guess what? We make judgments on a lot of shit. Yeah, we make judgments on a lot of shit. We, we make judgments on about. a lot less information than that. Y'all made a lot. Y'all made fantastical judgments about what happened or didn't happen with Megan Thee Stallion and Tory Lanez. Mm. A lack of information has never stopped y'all from pretending that y'all knew shit about shit. But when Ray Fisher comes along and says that basically he was treated in an abusive way on set, a black man was treated in an abusive way on set, y'all didn't have shit to say about it. Even though it should have been a red flag that the people of color on set Showed up and said, "No, nah, he ain't lying. That was some bullshit." You you know it would be dope though. What's that? If he if he went to Marvel and signed up as Deathlock, he better come over and get that check. <laughs> he ought to, he ought to be Deathlock just to just to really fuck with him on that cyborg shit. Well, he'd be like Deathlock part part two, because uh, Jay August Richards was in Ages yeah, of Shit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah. In the, in the, in, that was the TV version. Well, I, I forgot. I forgot. Marvel has continuity. It's all connected. Marvel has continuity through all their properties. Sorry, sorry, J. August Richardson. Uh, I was say let's keep. Let's. let's my bad. Let, let, you go. keep that check. You yeah, keep that check. Right. <laughs> but yes, we'll find another one for you, Ray Fish. I will say yes. Come on over. You know, and, and, you know, and I, it's. I realize it's a little different, but it hasn't. It didn't stop uh, Josh Brolin. Hey. He went and got that Fox check. Then he came over and got that Marvel check. And now he's about to really get both of them. Then, now he's going to have both. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, so it's one of those things where um, I just felt like there was a lot of dismissiveness about it. Yeah. And a lot of people were like, well, we don't, well, he hasn't said what happened, so fuck it. Is but it- we can, we can, we can es- extrapolate as a black man on set. Who has one of the the second or third tier roles, and when the when, and when top tier people who are black and of color come up and say, "Hey, that was some bullshit," mm-hmm. we can we can have a black people meeting and say, "Hey, that's a red flag. Some shit was going on." Nobody did that. Everybody either said, "Well, he won't tell us, so fuck it," or "Oh well, it's just cyborg." It's, but it's kind of the same treatment that Terry Crews got before we realized he was shit. That's true. When you know during the Me Too movement, when Terry Crews spoke up, and because he's a black man, um, people don't take those accusations as as seriously as they can. One, when you're a black man. Mm-hmm. Two, when you're a black man that doesn't have as much clout as mm-hmm. another black man. Correct. Uh, both things are unfair. I just I think if we're gonna if we're gonna move forward and and we have this have this idea of ownership of things, have this idea of calling people out of having giving people more confidence to call people out on white people out on their bullshit. We have to be able to keep the same energy. Yeah, Ray Fisher, to my mind, was probably the only non uh, problematic person on the set of Justice League, and even Jason Momoa at the time. You know, vouched for his claims and 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 implored that people investigated to to see what was was going on. One hundred percent. And he he had an active property out in theaters at the time. He had Aquaman. Right. You know. Yeah, he wasn't just bulletproof himself. Right. And I so I I just I think that's some fuck shit that we that we have to we have to bring to light and so, and that we have to be mindful of going forward mm-hmm. that it's not always going to happen to somebody you like right it's not always going to happen to somebody that who has never had a problematic tweet in their life it's right. not always going to happen to somebody but we have to we have to shed light on these things you know and we have to be able to keep the same energy because anytime we don't it's us giving white people a pass saying well as long as it's him it's okay mm-hmm so, um, you know, just something to be mindful of. I was a little disappointed in that moment. Um, on to, well, no, not lighter things, but uh, time for Drake Watch. Oh. Uh, uh, you know, you, you know the drill dedicated to what six guys doing, who six guys doing it with, and whether or not there are coded messages to Rihanna in it. Um, so, Certified Lover Boy. His latest album was supposed to come out this month. I was hoping that we were going to get Certified Lover Boy right after we inaugurated Biden. That would have been fire. That would have been lit. 
I knew, and I knew that was a missed opportunity. I knew it was a missed opportunity when he didn't, because you know what happened was, I think Charlie Puth uh, put it out there that it was going to come out that week, mm-hmm. and then took the tweet down. I'm assuming because Drake was like, "Chill out." Um, and then before that, Odell said it was going to come out January first. And if anybody knows, Odell knows. <laughs> Shit, the album might be dedicated to him. Odell is. Odell's such a such a loyal bottom. Sometimes we laugh, sometimes we cry. <laughs> Baby. <laughs> bottom. <laughs> Sorry. Let me not do that. Um but uh Drake has had to, Drake announced that he's had to push his album back. You think Odell was anyway, let me let me let me I think that. he's sexually ambidextrous. No, nah, I mean in relation to Drake. Oh, okay. But I'm I'm not going to do that. Um so, he's pushed his album back because he tore his ACL, mm-hmm. he had a surgery, and he is focusing on rehab. A lot of people dragged Drake because he wasn't recording due to a physical injury. Guys, I, a, a lot of y'all don't play sports. A lot of y'all aren't into, you know, sports injuries because anybody that, play, that plays sports or is into sports knows that... Um, a torn ACL is kind of a big deal. It's a huge deal. It's an like you can't stand or walk. Like people don't realize, you need help. A torn ACL, your knee is just irrelevant for a while, yeah. and you need help to do everything. And it, and not only that, the healing process requires active and aggressive rehabilitation. Like everyone that I've known that has torn their ACL. After surgery, has to have a daily regimen to rehab it, or else that shit doesn't come back the way that it should. And and that's with modern medicine. Because I remember twenty years ago, not even twenty years ago, fifteen, ten, fifteen years ago, a torn ACL meant your career was over. You walking with a cane the rest of your life forever. Y'all y'all remember Friday Night Lights when 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 Derek Luke tore his ACL. And he was in the car crying because he couldn't because he couldn't buy his granddaddy he couldn't buy his uncle a house no more. Y'all remember Booby Miles and all that shit? <laughs> I'm sorry, Friday Night Lights is one of my favorite movies. So I'm not like, <laughs> um, I, that was another thing I did while I was while I was kind of you know indisposed. Friday Night Lights. This is a complete side note. Friday Night Lights is one of my favorite movies, but it has occurred to me that. The other team at the end. Have you seen this movie? Yes. At the end, at the championship. Yeah. Was all black people and was and was and was characterized as a bunch of physically superior bullies who just wanted to completely incapacitate the white people. I mean, I mean, you know. No, no. There's 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 hardcore <laughs> nigga football, and then there's mean spirited. Yeah, yeah. Those motherfuckers were mean spirited. They were mean spirited. And had the Nation of Islam with them talking about well, <laughs> they're going to play at the Astrodome, all that shit. Now that that has not escaped. I mean, you know that was that was Yates football in the nineties, but <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I mean Yates versus uh, oh who was it? Uh, Yates versus Worthing, Yates versus Sterling, anybody? They the were wearing, Scott Street Classic. They were wearing Jordan. They were wearing Jordans in the dome, y'all. Um. But no, seriously though, like a lot of people were on Drake's ass about this shit, and 
y'all don't realize how fucked up an ACL injury is. And I couldn't imagine him doing TikTok dances and trying to shop around this this album yeah. and having to go back and forth to the studio all the time. Yeah. Whether it's in his house or not. Yeah. Y'all a torn ACL. He yeah. need help all the time. Y'all trying to have Drake on that little that little scooter thing where you where you kneel on one part of it and scoot yourself with the other? Right. Y'all trying to have Drake out there like that just cuz y'all want Y'all want certified this little, lover boy. This right little now. lavender ass album. <laughs> Do we think it's going to be super lavender? It's called Certified Lover, Lover Boy. Like, that shit is going to be extra eucalyptus. I think that... <laughs> like, that shit's going to have all kinds of lanolin and emollients in that bitch. Isn't he coming out with, like, a like a cologne for it? I'd probably call it a perfume, but... <laughs> sure. <Shit>. Sure. <laughs> Oh my god. She's gonna smell like a hair part. <laughs> but you know, and, and you know what else? If 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 cry what is it? Laugh now, cry later. Uh-huh. If that is any evidence of what kind of album we're gonna get out of Six God, I kinda want him to wait until we see what this vaccine is gonna do. I like I want outside albums when outside is a little more accessible. If it's an outside album, I want I want some outside because that's what held Megan back. You waiting for next year then? Yeah, yeah, probably so. Because I'm still I'm right. still seeing videos from Atlanta and man, Atlanta they just gonna have, they're just gonna have to put a fence. <laughs> they're just gonna have to do, do like the comic books and just dome off Atlanta. Yeah, for for us to get anywhere. Um, not that Houston's doing much better, um, but Atlanta is just wild, wild. Like a lot of the a lot of the podcasts I listen to are Atlanta based. They don't give a fuck. They don't give a fuck. Mm. Eighty five South Show just has a a studio, a sound stage full of people <laughs> with no mask on. <laughs> Why does eighty five South Show need a DJ? Oh my god, it's too many people in there. People from other podcasts are in there. Wow. Well, anyway, anyway, um. So yeah, there's that. Uh, what else we got going? Um, rap lyrics are admissible in court now. I mean, so you know, you know, Vlad gonna be on the task force already. He's already on it. He's already started submitting evidence. I repeat, y'all, stop calling him DJ Vlad. That nigga's name is Special Agent Vlad. Mm. I, you know, he's on the task force. Um. It, it, <sighs> Rap lyrics being admissible in court is ridiculous. Because if, if rap lyrics are going to be admissible in court, then we have to start submitting country lyrics. I was going to say, country country lyrics about to indict a lot of people. Who is that that sang at, that, that sang at the at the inauguration? Mm-hmm. Was it Tim McGraw? No, not Tim McGraw. No, uh, Who's the one with the split personality? Talking about Chris Gaines? Uh, yes. <laughs> shit. Garth Brooks. Garth Brooks. Garth Brooks definitely had to cut his song off before it got to the murder. <laughs> there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of domestic abuse, murder, and and just just questionable morals in Garth, country music all together. Brooks is the Robert Blake of country music. I swear. Wow. He is. I used to listen to that shit. Not the Chris Gaines shit. That was weird. But I used to listen to that shit as a kid. They, they, even you see the Thunder Road video? No. Thunder Rolls or whatever. Uh, anyway, yeah, it's weird. It's weird. It's weird. It's nineties. 
uh, yeah, I don't know what the fuck we were thinking about Garth Brooks. Anyway, um, that's some crazy shit. It's gonna be a lot more. In, it's gonna be a lot more indictments, and I, that's a terrible way to celebrate um, Kodak Black getting out of prison. Wow, Kodak Black is out of prison, and people care. I care because there's something wrong with the boy. And and he needs to be someplace where he and other people are safe. <laughs> there, there, there's something wrong. Like he got his lawyer's name tattooed on his hand. There's something, there's something wrong. With the, yeah, there's something wrong with the boy. I don't. Because um, wasn't he one of Trump's uh, yeah. pardons? Mm-hmm. I don't understand why we're still celebrating people who did what they did getting out of prison. This, you know what? That's how we got Boosie acting acting a fucking fool now. Y'all said free Boosie for years, and look what you got. Look what you got. Look back. Look back. And I'm talking to my generation in particular. Some of these late-comer millennials. Because my generation don't know who the hell Boosie is. Exactly. My generation knows goddamn well who... Because all of y'all were outside for Independent. All of y'all were outside for Wipe Me Down. I want you to look back on all on all the good times you had... To wipe me down and independent. <laughs> I want you to look at some of the fuck shit Boozy does and says. I want you to think about the time Boozy uh, got his like twelve or thirteen year old son some pussy for his uh, for his birthday, and y'all yeah. tried to explain that shit away. Yeah. I want y'all to look back on all that bullshit, and I want you to look back on him defending Bill Cosby. Still, and I want y'all to really ask yourself. Was it worth it? That's why y'all wanted him free. That's why y'all wanted him free. Was wipe me down? Was wipe me down worth what 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 we had to deal with after that? Heads, shoulders, pants, shoes. shoes. Was that worth it? Some of y'all still don't even spell independent right. And he spelled it out for you. And he spelled it. Was it worth it? <laughs> now think about that. <laughs> the next time you cheer on Kodak Black and Lil Wayne. For for dodging for dodging prison, just just something to think about. Just something to think about. Um, what else is going on? How are we doing on time? We're good. Okay. They ain't heard from us in three weeks. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. Raz B is still on Chris Stokes and Marcus Houston. Still okay. Still he so on 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 Instagram he is definitely taking the Instagram. Um calling them out publicly because I believe both of them have blocked him um, which is on brand um, basically he is challenging them to submit to a polygraph all of them will submit to a polygraph and then we'll see what's what that's his thing mm. um, a lot of so the response from a lot of people if you will pass me some of the uh, mm. the drink oh you trying to Trying to re up. Oh, right. you know the vibes. Shit. Um, if you some of the responses and actually, woo, here we go. Yeah, just just leave it right there, by <laughs> Like I said, I don't taste any of this mixer over here. And um, some of the responses for me have been a little weird, even though multiple things can be true. There are a lot of people whose first thing is, man, I hope he's getting therapy. I want him to get help. And again, multiple things can be true. And I do agree that you can see the pain that this has caused him. You can see the trauma on his face. You can see a lot of 
um, what he's had to live with for a long time. But we also have to remember, and this part of me, and, and even though it's a different situation, part of me takes this back to um, the Ray Fisher thing. Um, my editor, his concern was that I don't want this to become the thing, the thing that Ray Fisher is known for, right. with, his, with his issues with Warner Brothers. I don't want this to become, because what's going to happen is, because we've seen it happen, is this becomes the thing that you're known for. And so anytime you have anything to say about anything, and you, you're adamant about it, people dismiss you as crazy. So now, you're crazy for things that nobody should be crazy for. True. And now this is how you spend your whole career until you're ex- until um, until people have, are dismissing you like Azalea Banks air frying her fucking cat. Um, and I don't want that. I don't want that for Ray Fisher to, for that to be the only thing he's known for. And then two years from now he's crazy, and then he's right, and then he's writing medium articles about why he's crazy and then we feel sorry and then we feel sorry for him when we should have always feel sorry for him. Taking that to Raz B mm-hmm. this has already become the thing the the thing that we know him for. And we can we can say that about what's gonna what we think is gonna happen to Ray Fisher because we we did it. We did mm-hmm. it to Raz B. My generation did it to Raz B. Hey, you know the problem is that a big problem is that there's no equity when it comes to situations in which people are accused of something. People tend to almost always automatically defend the accused without taking into consideration what the accuser is, is actually doing, especially if it's a celebrity or someone that they like. So if people like B2K, for example, they're, they're going to initially discredit someone's claims of some type of abuse because they don't want to believe that this person or this group, this entity that they've invested enjoyment into would be capable of betraying their own trust like Some that. Some of y'all still publicly fuck with Marcus Houston. Like 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 sexual creepiness aside. Some of y'all still fuck with that. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah, it's, it's and, it, and it's and it's and it's fucked up. Just I mean and not, You're not to, a kid anymore. And not to tread on it again, but like like with Ray Fisher and, and Josh Whedon, people who love what Josh Whedon has created don't want to believe that he's capable of being that type of person. So they, they initially just discredit the accuser. And they write it off completely. Right. And that's the same thing with this with this Ras B thing. And it's unfortunate that the more that he doubles down on it, the more people are going to look at him like he's at fault for bringing up old shit when it's like, look, y'all need to believe that these people that you, for lack of a better term, idolize are capable of doing some foul shit. And then people are turning, but then it gets worse because people are turning around and they think that them turning a new leaf on the situation is just going, oh, I hope he gets help. I hope he gets therapy. Well, that's all well and good, but. I hope the people that did the shit. I hope the people that did the shit still burn. Yeah. I want him to get help. I hope multiple things can happen and multiple things can be true. Raz B can be getting therapy and also he can be staying on these motherfuckers' necks. Consistently, that's my thing. Somebody, and somebody hit me in the in the inbox about this. It was like, man, I hope he's getting uh, therapy and peace of mind. I'm worried about his mental health. I'm worried about his mental health too. But multiple things can happen. 
I hope that all of this favor that he's getting now, retrospectively, because y'all know y'all were out there singing No Chris, No Chris, No to that Young Jock song. Y'all know y'all were out there. And I remember you motherfuckers out mm-hmm. there. It, I, I hope all this guilt that y'all are putting into that, I hope y'all are keeping the same energy in holding these motherfuckers accountable. Because, yeah. yes, I wanted to get help, but I also wanted to stay on these motherfuckers' necks until something happens. Because I want these motherfuckers to burn for this. All this therapy and peace of mind wouldn't be necessary if we held people accountable to begin with. <laughs> it's that simple, y'all. If if people knew that they would be held accountable for the for the shit that they do, there would be, in theory, fewer victims and and less of a need for people to have therapy and peace of mind because exactly. people are fucking with them. Exactly, and it, and 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 also, let's be clear: a polygraph does not a case open. Mm-mm. A polygraph does not an indictment make. Um, polygraphs are not even a hundred percent. Are they? They're not as. They're not admissible in court. Correct me if I'm wrong. They they can be, but there there. I mean there it's are certain there are certain stipulations that have to be like they have to be agreed that they're admissible in court before right. they're before they're admissible. Right. They're not com- polygraphs are not completely reliable. And this is coming from somebody whose story has not changed in over a decade. Yeah. If a woman. Whose story had not changed about a motherfucker in over a decade. And I'm not talking about the fuck niggas. The fuck niggas don't care who it is. They're always going to victim blame and all that. Yeah. The same woke motherfuckers that wanted R. Kelly's head. For the women who had been saying this for a decade. Over over decades at a time. Mm -hmm. Who want justice for Aaliyah. From the 90s. If, If that was a man. Same energy would not be kept, and the same. same we know that because the same energy has not been kept. Because Chris Stokes and Marcus Houston have been walking around dodging the issue completely with impunity. Yeah, I want and and, and, and and don't get me wrong. R. Kelly's wrong, and I hope and I want R. Kelly to continue burning in prison. I'm just saying, I want to see a surviving Chris Stokes. I want to see that. I want this motherfucker to burn. That's all I'm saying. And definitely want Marcus Houston and his little spray-on hairline to burn. <laughs> I want Marcus Houston holding holding, holding a nigga's pocket in prison saying, sing, sing, sing my favorite love songs, nigga. I'm just saying. I'll buy him his first, his, his first bar of soap on a rope. Make that shit extra slippery. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> Had a little, had a little gag with a rope coming loose. <laughs> they gonna be chasing him all. They gonna be chasing uh, uh Marcus Houston, little fake pretty ass all over, all over the fucking show. We gonna see why they call you Batman. <laughs> <laughs> Nigga, hold my, hold my hand and sing naked. <laughs> um, let's see. Ava got a Spotify deal. Not surprising. Unsurprising, I'm half and half about Ava and the Spotify deal. Um, on one hand, I'm happy that a content creator as consistent as Ava um, is breaking into the pod game. 
If it has to be, if it has to be somebody already famous and of note, I'm glad it's Ava. Mm-hmm. However, I still feel the way that I, that I feel about major streaming companies bringing in these big names and kind of stacking the deck on what on what started and what it, until a few years ago was kind of considered a chitlin circuit of content creation. Yeah. And don't get me wrong, every now and then they sneak one in. Um, uh, Rodimus Prime, uh, Black Guy Who Tips, mm-hmm. has a Spotify deal, sure. It took Rodimus Prime a long time to get there. Right. Ava being able to go into a meeting and negotiate and probably negotiate money over two weeks and have a, and have a deal is a little different. I'm not saying Ava doesn't deserve it. And it's a lot different because it's not like we're going to get at the Ava the Ava DuVernay podcast. Right. She's creating the content and putting people in there to execute that content. Right. Most likely. Most likely. Um, so it is a little different, but not by much. And for me, it feels like these major streaming companies are taking that data that they get from these, that they get from these, these, I, I won't say amateur, but I will say entry level content creators. Mm-hmm. They're uh, they're extrapolating that data and they're taking the big names and saying, "Give us what we want based on this data." They're stacking the deck. Yeah, they're stacking the deck so so they don't have to give the little guy the bag. Because you're not getting as many streams as Ava's getting. Yeah, but there, yeah, there's, there's definitely, there are definitely things in motion to monetize podcasting even more. And, and typically, what happens in spaces like that is they will figure out how to monetize the most profitable side of that. The big, they'll figure out how to monetize the bigger names. That way, they will know how much, if any, goes to the bottom 99% of it. Which is wild. Yeah. Because it's just the, way. the bottom guy is being judged off of what the big guys are making. Correct. Which is wild. And it's a lot like it's what happens. It was, it was what happens in any corridor of uh, entertainment, especially um, the Negro Leagues. Mm-hmm. When they said we couldn't play, we couldn't play baseball with them. We played baseball with each other and it got, and we made it popping. Yeah. And when we made it popping, they would come and pluck, mm-hmm. pluck a couple of a couple of big names out of there, yeah. and that was consent. And now, instead of us making our own thing popping, it's a way station until we get picked up and the white man, and until the white man picks us up. Yeah. Or in this case, the the one percent picks us up. So now it's got people in this bootstrap mentality. I just gotta get I just gotta I just gotta get my shit right enough to get picked up by them instead right. of us making our shit popping. Which is why you're seeing a lot more people coming up with these podcast networks, which I am a hundred percent for. And I I'm gonna go ahead and say it. Once I have accumulated all the necessary resources, guess where it's guess where it's all headed. Uh oh. I said it, I said it right here. Once I've accumulated the necessary resources, I will just I will let you use your imagination and guess where the next step is for Oz and for Opinions While Black altogether. He put it out there. I said it. I said it. I said it. I have to follow through now. Um, 
I also have to get a job. So, <laughs> um, <laughs> but um, that's where a lot of these podcast networks are going. It's a lot of people who are kind of forming their own Justice League by saying, "Hey, by saying, hey, why don't we galvanize my streams and your streams and your data and your data and your data and make that work for all of us?" Mm-hmm. Where if you're listening to this guy. You pro- you'll probably listen to, to this other guy, too. And keeping the streams in between us, and when somebody comes to play ball with us, we can mon- we can monetize that for each other yep. and direct each other to each other's shit. Yep. That's how it works in content creation and creating community. I know I know y'all, y'all are getting tired of me talking about creating community and all that shit, but it's the God's honest truth, and that's where I think a lot of this is headed. And yes, some of the big names have kind of jumped down the forefront and and led with that trend. And I'm glad they led with that trend. I'm glad Charlemagne led with the Black Effect Network. I'm glad Joe Budden has the Joe Budden Network. Something you know, something that people who don't have access to this information and maybe don't uh, look at this information a certain way can see for themselves how that's playing out. Mm-hmm. Joe Budden went from being the pump it up guy to being independently wealthy. Just think about that. I'm just saying. Um, so, uh, you know, it, not to not to rain on Ava's parade. Congratulations to her uh, getting another bag from another from a from another streaming service from another content network. But I think that's something to pay attention to. Mm-hmm. Um. I took up a lot of room with the thoughts, D. Randall. No, no, I already said what I said. Oh, okay. I all mean, right, right. it's uh, like I said. The, I always look at things like this as there's there's a definite trend to monetize it. Uh, it reminds me a lot of. I mean, it, it's happened in music before. It happened in YouTube, where they look at they they're gonna they're gonna use the bigger names to gauge how much of any revenue sharing should go to. The smaller guys, right? Um, so just y'all just be aware of that when they start charging subscription prices for podcasting, and when they start having these baked in ads, when they have ads mm-hmm. baked right into the content and shit, and you know you you give them your finished episode, and all of a sudden you hear an ad before that once it hits Spotify, because mm-hmm. they've already announced they're doing that. Yep, they're about to start figuring out how to put more ads in your shit. Be mindful. Be mindful of where that data is going. Be mindful of what they're selling on your shit. It's a lot to it's a lot to unpack. So when y'all hear tampon commercials popping up in the middle of our shit, <laughs> it wasn't us. Just know it wasn't our idea to be selling blue chew. <laughs> just just know that. Yeah. Hopefully they'll cut us a check for it. Oh, blue chew, blue chew be handing out checks. <laughs> I swear they do. Uh, I hope they hear this. <laughs> I'm just, just um. Let's see what else is going on. Uh, Insecure. Final season of Insecure coming. Good. I'm happy about Good. it. I'm happy. Go out strong. Go out on top. Yeah, it is my it is my well-documented perspective that most television shows should not go beyond three seasons. Um, five seasons tops if it's, if it's a good show with good momentum. With uh, Breaking Bad being a recent example of that. Very good for Insecure. I, I still think that they are, you know, if they're going out on top. They're not going out in a decline. 
Um, they're going out with a with a fan base that is still as as strong as it's ever been. Um, and all those people are getting bags elsewhere. Yeah, yeah, and, that, and, that, and that's and that's always a good sign. Like when when people in a in a situation start getting opportunities elsewhere, that's a very good time to start thinking about yep. breaking out. Yep, that exit strategy. Um, Molly, Molly's in her stand-up bag. Mm-hmm. She was pretty funny. Uh, Amanda Seals is is getting is still getting work elsewhere for mm. some for some reason. Mm. Um, uh, you know, you can't win them all. Oh, and, and most importantly, Issa is probably just Issa is just going to start being even more busy than, Issa than just, before. Issa just got a deal to do a master class. Yeah. He's like so, you know. There's no shortage of want on 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 her front. You know, you saw that tweet where uh, when Jasmine when Jasmine Sullivan dropped hotels, and she was like, "Can we get like a Issa Rae directed hotels like visual like short film or something based on the music?" Yeah. And she was like, "Bitch, let's do it. Like, <laughs> yes, please. Yeah, like." Also, let me just say, in the era of social media, that's the shit I like. Mm. I like that you can just say some shit and it be a good idea, and the motherfucker next to you will go, "You ain't said nothing but a word." I'm still waiting for that caper movie starring starring uh, Rihanna and Lupita, yes. written by Issa, directed by Ava. Yeah, I, I haven't forgotten y'all. Uh, not at all. Like, you know, let's get these all stars together. I love that. Let's shit. make it a short. Real talk. Ten, ten, fifteen minutes. I don't I care. Say, I don't want to see. T- of Rihanna acting. I no no no. You saw Battleship. You right. <laughs> you 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 know what you right. Yeah. You right. You know. Um, I, I'm I'm picturing Rihanna posing in Fenty lingerie. That's not acting. That's something different. Acting usually requires words. It's okay. So yeah. By the way, shout out to Rihanna. Uh, that new that new Fenty men shit was hidden. It was. That new 50 minute shit was hidden. I, now, I ain't get that lavender shit that Miguel had on. <laughs> Y'all know that shit. You know? I, I was going to ask if you if you copped anything. <clears throat> uh, they had they had the, the Valentine's brand kind of uh, like satin lavender oh, shit. Man. I ain't getting none of that. Nah. Miguel, Miguel, was, Miguel okay. was really selling that shit. That ain't me. If Miguel's wearing it, I'm probably not. They Fortunately, they know how men are, and they offered it in black. So... <laughs> <laughs> So shout out to Rihanna there. The new shit is hitting, and they, you know what? And they they did us right this time because they knew how long we had to wait on the on the men shit, and you know how the VIP the VIP membership goes. Um, you get your VIP points on whatever you buy that month, mm-hmm. or um, so you're not charged fifty dollars or whatever. You can skip that month. You can. Just, I I don't see anything I like. I'm gonna skip this month. Or they'll charge you fifty dollars, um, and they they've done the thing now where they were like, "Fellas, we know we took a long time. We're gonna take a long. We're gonna take a couple months on the new men shit. So you're automatically skipped for a couple of months." Oh, I. So I, I shop at Old Navy, so, so I, I they've, don't, they've told I, us what time it is. Yeah, I shop at Old Navy, so I, I don't I don't really know what it's <laughs> like that. It's about. Um. Navy's cool. I just sometimes I just wish that shit were like ten dollars cheaper for well, what I'm getting. I only shop clearance. Oh well, fair enough. Oh yeah, yeah, they got outlets and okay, fair mm-hmm. enough, fair enough. Um, 
Broke boy shit. Harden. James Harden has finally left Houston. No, no, hit it again. Hit it again. Here we go. Yeah. James Harden's finally the fuck out of here. Uh, Good riddance. Yeah, I, I didn't care. I, 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 Shannon talked about him so bad. Talking about, well, what did you think was going to happen? He showed up to practice fat. Yeah, he showed up looking like me. I, you know, I, I don't I don't really worry about what rich athletes decide to do. I'm like, just go, bro. If if he doesn't want to be there. And, and make no mistake, y'all. With the way the Rockets were shaping up the season, they were going to do the same with or without him. This is true. Now, so. this is true. Um, it's not a good time for Houston sports. Yeah. And we don't get very many good times. Yeah. And with uh, that said, they did get a lot for him. They got a lot of very good first round picks. That's true. Too. Like they, they, and, and a lot of people were talking about like, it was one of the greatest come ups in terms of round we picks anybody's ever got. Oh yeah. And, and even watching them play now, they, there are moments where they are fun to watch. They play like a team. They don't have one person clogging up the ball the entire time. Thank um, God. John Wall is throwing up 30% fewer gang signs. And it's, you know, it is what it is. And, uh, and, and, and transferring this over to just it being a bad time for Houston sports right now. Uh, we lost Deshaun Watson, y'all. Okay, that's We're a losing wrap. Deshaun Watson. Yeah, he's gone. Um, he said he wanted out. Now, there are a lot of hardcore people. I'm not one of them. There are a lot of hardcore people that were like, if y'all if y'all fuck up Deshaun Watson, I'm done. Well, go ahead and get ready. <laughs> I would say there are a lot of people who are fucking done, and I and even though I'm not giving up on them just because I'm not. I don't know who else I would cheer for. I don't know who else I would cheer for. I, I, it, the the little bit of football I do watch now, um, because we ain't got a lot of options in Texas, hmm. and it, it ain't never gonna be so bad that I turn to a Cowboys fan. Fuck no. Um, but. I don't blame. I also don't blame people for giving up on because we have it good sometimes, and we just fuck it up. We just fuck it up in the front office. We this is this is not the first time we've given up on perfectly good players. Andre Johnson. That's kind of when I lost it. Like once once Andre Johnson was out, and I realized that they weren't really taking care of him. I was like, eh, I, I kind of don't care. We fucked over DeAndre Hopkins. That was whack. And that's not even – I remember in that big scramble for us to find a, 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 a top-tier quarterback, there were a couple of choices out there that just needed some experience. Yep. We completely fucked over Case Keenum. Yep. And Case Keenum went somewhere else and beasted. Yep. Uh, and, he was a, and he was a hometown boy. He went to U of H. And we fucked him over bad. Get ready. J.J. Watt's going to leave. J.J. Watt's next. Guaranteed. He is – he has given too much to the defense, and he has given too much to that side of football, and he has been ride or die when they didn't deserve it. Mm-hmm. And his and you notice his mouth is getting a little more loose every time they lose a game. Mm-hmm. It's all he can do to not go y'all on that bullshit. Oh, it's, it's a wrap. And I've heard some not great things about this new coach they're trying to bring in. Uh, no, stop it! Stop it! It's, it's stop trying to be the. It's, it's stop trying to play Patriots football. By the way, they always get somebody that's loosely that was loosely affiliated with New England at one mm-hmm. point. New England ain't New England anymore. Mm-mm. So stop that shit. It's a bad time, y'all. It's a bad time for Houston for Houston sports. Is it? I, I see the dark days returning. <laughs> um, 
What else did I want? Oh, Chad Wheeler. Okay. This weird motherfucker. Um, Chad Wheeler beat his, what, wife? His, his, his wife's ass? Girlfriend? By the way, Chad Wheeler is what well, he's a, he's on he's on Seattle. Yeah, he's a Seahawk. Yeah, they, they first of all, Seattle's unstable. Um he beat his he beat his woman's ass, choked her into unconsciousness. Yeah. And then when she woke up, he said, You're still alive while he's eating his dinner. A black woman, by the way, His and, girlfriend. Beat, the fuck, and yeah. beat the fuck out of her. His girlfriend. Kind of looks like a young Carrie Washington. Yeah, beat the shit out of her. Yeah. Um, her, oh. And she said what was most terrifying was how cold he was. He thought that I was dead on my bed. Wait, <laughs> let me blow this up all the way. He thought that I was dead on my bed and continued to eat dinner. When I ran into the bathroom, he said, wow, you're still alive while sipping on a smoothie. What is most disturbing about this? This got no coverage. None. This got zero coverage. The minimum amount of coverage. But you know what did get coverage this week related to football? Trey Songs had to beat up had had to beat up a cop. <laughs> at a what was it, a Chiefs game? A Chiefs game. He had to put a cop in a perfectly executed guillotine choke. He sure mother that was a whole that was a crisp headlock. Yeah. And it was very calm. He was very calm. He locked it in. His his breathing was slowed and regular. Um, he was relaxed took, with it, it. It took no less than five people to pull that man, pull him off yeah. that man. And here's my thing, because here's the things that they didn't highlight as much in the articles when they reported on it. They said he was being heckled. They said he was being heckled by other people in the stands, and then so and then authorities came over and he didn't have a mask on and they tried to enforce that. Yeah. Here's what happened. I already know what happened. Because white people are bitches. They were heckling him. And the minute he got up and said, do we have a problem? Because I can solve your motherfucking problem, bro. You, you Unless you want to get these hands, shut the fuck up talking to me. And the second they got threatened, they did that shit like that bird watcher bitch. And called the authorities over and said, he's not wearing a mask. Mm-hmm. And, tattle, and tattletailed like some bitch ass niggas. And then, and then that's when the hostility started with the authorities, because law enforcement off-duty playing security is still law enforcement. Yep. They some bitch, some bitch ass motherfuckers. And granted, there were some people in the video who were like he didn't do anything. He didn't yeah, do anything. yeah, he, was, he didn't do anything. They came up on him mad aggressive. Hey, you know the, the <coughs> only the only reason why he did not get shot by the police was because he was in the middle of a stadium full of people, full of people and full of phones. Yes. So. Um. Because, yeah, that headlock was perfect. That was, was perfect. A, that was some Ric Flair shit. And he was not releasing it. Which at was, all. Which was, at all. Gotta, and that respect. got more coverage than a, than a white man choking the living shit. And looking at her face beats the living shit. Yes. Out of his black woman, out of, out of a black girlfriend. No coverage on this. And his name is quite literally Chad. I, that's that's incredible to me, and just so and, and and all of this comes back for me. All this comes back to shut this shit down, 
Shut this shit down. The NFL <laughs> just refuses to let up on the fuck shit. And it's crazy. It's crazy that in response to this, though, people actually have to. People are actually petitioning for teams to not like sign him or fuck with him. Like it's it's sad that you have to actually consciously go, hey guys, y'all know that this guy tried to choke a woman to death. Can we please make sure that and we don't sign him to any more? Blackballed. Yeah. Period. Like that should just be understood. It shouldn't take people having to appeal to reason to be like, hey, just just so y'all know, um, can y'all not let him back in the league? Because y'all let Ray Rice back in the league, and he cold cocked a woman and dragged her unconsciously into an elevator and on want, camera. And I just want y'all to know, I have always been in the mind, if that Aaron Hernandez shit went a different way, mm. the motherfucker would still have his pants on. Mm-hmm. I just want y'all to know. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's a little taboo to say. If Aaron Hernandez shit went a little different, mm-hmm. he'd be suiting up right now. Yep. And Colin Kaepernick would still not have a job. Yeah. Um, just so you know, let me see. Is, is there anything? I swear there was something else I wanted to go over before we go to a break. That's a perfect time to go to a break. All right. Uh, we'll be back with more foolishness and fuckery. Opinions while black. Sober conversation with the least sober team in podcasting. Pour up. We are back. We are black. We are opinionated. I am drunk. I have to admit, as you can see here, I've only made it halfway through this drink. I'm holding my own. I, I figured that I poured a minimal amount of primary beverage and a and a and a substantial amount of mixer. I don't taste the mixer at all. I had to go a little harder on the primary beverage, but I am I am definitely feeling it. Good grief. Shit. Uh, uh, it is time for white people must be stopped. Oh man! Shut up! Nope. Let me tell you something. January of 2021 <laughs> has been a strange month of comeuppance for white people. Hey, it's 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 a moment of transition for them. Like white people are actively being stopped out here. I'm not just talking about the fight videos. Who who is the T guy? The 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 guy who busted. Do- First of all, that T is going to make ton, uh, tons of money. Have you seen this video? Have I? The, the guy at the convenience store where the white boy called him a nigger. Oh, the Twisted T. Twisted T. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. Twisted T. That kind of started things off this year. Twisted T is about to be every motherfucking wear. Like he got slapped with a can of Twisted T. I have never seen someone slap a human being with T. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um, white people are actively being stopped, man. It's and I'm not just talking about. I could just talk about the no fly people. Oh yeah, that are getting dragged by their hair out of the airports and yeah, shit. Let's go. Um, I could just talk about the people that were storming the Capitol building one day and losing their job the next, and looking at federal charges. And, and it's fucked up because I, I remember when the shit was happening. And people were like, you know, it's sad that people are getting arrested. Like, they really should have been arrested on their way out of the building. But the the fact that a lot of them have gone home to their respective states and in the comfort of their homes, it's been like, oh, by the way, knock, knock. Yep. <laughs> uh, yep. You thought you would get away with it, sir. 
All they all get run up. They're all getting run up on after the fact, looking like what's his name? Remember Fast and Furious, the first one where the, where the the Asian dude got run up on by SWAT, and his daddy just slapped the shit out of him and let them take him. <laughs> <laughs> that is happening to all these motherfuckers that have spent all this time talking about. Yeah, my dad will have your ass. Mm. No, no, fuck, he won't. He will not actually. <laughs> your, your dad's being arrested. Too. Your dad. <laughs> Matter of fact, we got him on the way here. <laughs> He'll be in the car waiting for you. Oh, by the way, oh, what's your name? What's your name? Oh, yeah, we got a tax fraud charge on you, motherfucker. Get this fucking <laughs> get this shit. Heard you on Clubhouse last night. Get the fucking truck. Look, what, one thing that people didn't realize is that when you go into any any federal building, especially something like the Capitol building or something high profile like that, the moment that your phone comes in proximity of any of these places. You not only get pinged, you get super pinged. And these motherfuckers dive straight into your phone and they know every step that you take when you've been there. And they follow your ass home and you can't say you weren't there because they got your bitch ass. And here go dumbass you on live. It's a revolution! It's a revolution! 1776! Counter take our country back! <laughs> Antifa! And here go y'all dumbasses. Well... White people are still being stopped. Uh, my favorite example of the month, Conor McGregor got his ass whooped. Hip, hip. Conor McGregor. Well, I said Conor McGregor got second round TKO'd. <laughs> Dustin Poirier. You know what? Dustin Poirier put the hands, lay hands on him. Yeah. When I say beat the living shit out of him, listen, Conor McGregor talked all this shit. Going into this fight. He has not fought anybody in a year. He's been selling whiskey. He was sell- that, that whiskey's gross. Proper whiskey. That is, some, that, that, is some, I, that is some shit Irish people drink. I can say that. Damn. As somebody who has had Jameson. That is some bullshit that, that Irish white folks drink. Proper whiskey is gross. Um, having said that. This motherfucker been out here selling whiskey... Uh, tattooing his name on his stomach for a year. Comes back to the ring. Talked cash shit going in. I beat him in 60 seconds last time. I beat him in 60 seconds last time. What the fuck you mean? You bringing up old shit. You talking about old shit. And Bruce Buffer, you know, yeah, you know Bruce Buffer hyped on the motherfucker. It's time! Oh, man. Conor McGregor thought that he was like Spartacus, king of the arena. Oh God! I was like, oh, just just punch him now. Don't even wait for the bell. Just punch him now. Let the ref, Herb Dean, punch him. And it starts off. It starts off meaning well enough. And when Conor McGregor figured out he couldn't beat this dude's ass in the first sixty seconds, like he promised, he had no strategy. Mm-hmm. He had no strategy whatsoever mm-hmm. after that. So when it got into the second round. And Poirier just stopped kicking him all together and just started hitting him with Mike Tyson punch-out combos. <laughs> this motherfucker looked like something right out of Streets of, Rage, Streets of Rage 3. Your boy, it was funny because your boy was just curled up. And the position that he was in just made it look like he was really contemplating where he fucked up. He couldn't even mount a defense. It was so sad. They put, uh, uh, that's what's fucked up. They put him at the bottom of the pit. With Black Widow and Gamora on the on the on the <laughs> Infinity War, 
Beamage d- did not hesitate. Yeah. And now he's just, his bloody face is going to be the face of his brand forever. And he's looking for, and you know, and you know, it's going to happen again because Dana trying to get a trilogy out of this shit. You know, that's the new thing now. Dana got to get a trilogy out of everything. Oh, Dana, Dana going to, yeah, that's, that's suppose he's just sitting there looking like, where did I, where did it go wrong? Where did I get fucked up? Like, I, I hear that Kirby enthusiasm music kicking in. <laughs> <laughs> Look at him, walked in with the Irish flag. He was so fucking proud of himself. Fuck Conor McGregor. And I, I want to see all white boys with hands get taken down. Because that's where we're supposed to be superior. Because at the end of the day, no matter how much shit a, a white boy talks, we can always go, you can't whoop me though. Right. So I always want to see white boys with hands go down. And to the point where Jake Paul... When Jake Paul, who ain't won but two two matches in his life, starts talking shit, because that was like thirty million that McGregor lost. Yeah, Jake, Jake Paul was like, like, "I got ten thousand. I got ten thousand cash. Cash. You gotta come tonight, though." <laughs> so yes, to see his come up is is amazing to me. Because remember the time when we when 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 MMA heads thought he could whoop Floyd Mayweather. In boxing, fuck no, uh, not at all, not, I, not at all. If he would have challenged Floyd to an MMA fight, yeah. <laughs> but in straight up hand boxing, come I would on, even man. say maybe on that the way Poirier just went all hands on this motherfucker. <laughs> I'm just saying, we thought he was gonna whoop Conor McGregor. First of all, you can't get with Mayweather on stamina. May- Mayweather will hop backwards on your ass for a solid 45 minutes, right? Just, just <laughs> he so does you it know. Every, he does that every fight. <laughs> you know, so right there you lost. Uh, so I was happy to see him get his comeuppance. The NRA filed for bankruptcy and is moving to Texas. When, when the leading, when the leading company of guns in America got a file, got a file for bankruptcy. You know we a third world country, and then move to Texas. Got you. Got to go to gun country now. You got to go where the guns yeah. are now. Now, granted, they they filed for bankruptcy not necessarily because they were in financial trouble, but they they needed a way to dissolve the company so right. that they could reinstitute it in another state that they feel was more gun friendly. Well, they fucked up. Cause let me tell you something. Oh, white people are snooty about their guns down here. <laughs> now this is nice. Uh, can I get that? Can I get that handle, that pistol grip in the cornflower blue for my wife? <laughs> they're gonna have they're gonna have branch offices and fucking Bass Pro shops now. <laughs> I'm telling you, they're gonna go they gonna go to all the all the random places. Yeah. I'm telling you, the NRA gonna start looking like the office. They're gonna they're gonna be out front of Academy selling selling ammunition packs like Girl Scouts sell cookies. The, Mike, yes. the Michael Scott gun company. <laughs> <laughs> um uh, so yeah, that's a it, uh, oh. Here's the other white people must be. Army Hammer turns. It turns out Army Hammer is a weird motherfucker. Yeah, there's can a, we bring that up? Yeah, there's a lot to that that I I didn't really. Apparently, yeah. Army Hammer drinks blood. Yeah, supposedly. Yeah, I mean, there were two other his women. Wife said he drinks blood. Yeah, his his ex wife said he has cannibalistic tendencies. How do you have 
cannibalistic. See, when you're white, that does not surprise. Cannibalistic you. tendencies is just. I don't even like that wording. Like, cannibalism is a firm decision. Tendencies, I, yeah. No, you're a cannibal. That's it. Yeah, that means you consume flesh. You know, and, and I've never heard of that outside of in real life or even close to it outside of an episode of It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Um, and supposedly there's camera footage of his child sucking his toes. Uh, Army Hammer's a wild dude. Uh, uh, yeah. And, you know, there have been leaked messages of non-consensual and violent sexual encounters and uh, just all kinds of stuff that uh, just... Uh, you know, maybe it's that decision sad. to put him in Lone sad. Ranger wasn't the best decision. That's a damn shame that's the way it goes. But that's the way it goes when you... When, when, see, if you had a better team, none of this shit would hit light of day. Yeah. Because this is what happens when you're a white boy that's just a good-looking white boy that's not good in anything. I mean, think about that. That's true. He ain't really had a hit since social media, since social network. I forgot that was him. Playing two people. Playing two yeah. people. It's the only time I've ever been entertained by Army Hammer. So the Lone Ranger didn't do it for you? No. Okay. Man from Uncle was all right. That was, that was not... That was not marketed correctly. I forgot he was even in that. Yeah. That was a yeah. Guy Ritchie thing. That wasn't... They, they yeah. didn't market that right. Because uh, Henry Cavill was not terrible in it. Um, <laughs> Uh-oh. Jessica listens to this podcast. <laughs> Is she a Henry Cavill fan? That... That, I didn't know there were Henry Cavill fans. Well, I won't say that she's necessarily a fan of his acting. Okay, fair enough. Because that's all he—he's he, he's a great actor until he has to act while he's doing something else. <laughs> hey man, he still—he still—he he can, can stand there and have a pose and, and 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 recite lines. When he has to do something else while he's reciting the lines, not so much. He still has one of the greatest. One of the greatest uh, unintentional movie moments ever where he reloaded his arms in Mission Impossible. <laughs> like, who cocks their arms? Like, like, come on, man. Oh, man. That's that some was almost shit. better than that ridiculous-ass mustache. Um, just going to kick my ass. Um, so, um, there's that. Uh, Army Hammer is a weird motherfucker. Also, st- we know statistically now that white people are least likely to wear masks. The only people that needed that information were white people that wear their masks. Because I'm like, I, that's all I see. <laughs> I, I, very, I almost never, almost never. And I can tell my friends, my my friends that still work back at the bookstore will tell you, you have to tell them, you have to remind them, you have to have them go get out of their car. You know, this is why y'all's lives are just over when y'all get y'all car stolen. I, when you, it's just like when you ask people for their ID. White people are the only people I've ever heard of that have to go get their idea. Let me go get it. Black people would never, never be caught dead without their Mm -hmm. fucking ID. In their pocket. Mm -hmm. White people do this all the time. I got to go get it out of my car. What do you do when you get pulled over? Why do you leave it in your car? Oh, that's right. Because you get the benefit of the doubt to go reach for it when someone asks for it. We do not. This is what happens when you have no natural predators. That is what happens. Um, 
I don't know. And white people have been wilding way more than this, but these are just my favorites. This is uh, this is not a bubble prediction, but 2021 is going to be a banner year for um what happens with white people because they're they've for the last four years many of them have lived a life that they are aren't accustomed to living and they've enjoyed the fruits of it correct with very few consequences now that they're being reminded of those consequences it's it's going to be a tough transition for them so there was another one oh i I forgot about this one guy named jason collier um he has been coming up with so he has a wife he also has some number of fiancés across the country. Mm-hmm. He's been cheating on his wife, but the reason this is so this is so entertaining is because they all got together. I don't think that's the guy. It's a, he's a police chief. Yeah, that guy. That's his wife, actually. That's his wife. And the reason this is so entertaining is because his wife got put out there or he got put out there through a mutual friend of his wife and his girlfriend and this led to another chick going hey i date him too this is now there's a facebook group full of people that have dated that have dated jason collier simultaneously as him having a wife and several fiancés and not only does and not only that he's a he's a minister in his town in texas mm He's the police chief. And not only that, to prove to the to prove to his side pieces that he is that he is in fact not married, which he absolutely is, he forged his own annulment. Yeah. And is now suspended and under investigation. All because this motherfucker does not understand if you're gonna cheat, make sure none of them are friends on social media. Or even friends of friends, and you know, you know, Facebook, Facebook is probably really good for snitching because it'll it'll start drawing, it'll it'll start placing people you may know, people you may know, <laughs> yeah. You guys have so and so in common. You're like, oh, okay, oh, that's my husband in vacation photos with someone. Interesting. Maybe Facial I do know her. Get you fucked up. I'm telling you, this is when when you when you watch how it played out and you see the Facebook group. And the chart, the actual infogram chart they've they've drawn to make it make sense. This shit is almost funnier than Tiger King. This is this year's Tiger King. Wow, there that's that's gonna get some airtime. Uh, by the way, as a follow, just as a follow up on the reality tip, I did watch some of the Bachelor with the with the black dude Matt James. Y'all, they put some black they put some black women on there. He ain't going home with none of them. <laughs> They made sure they made sure they were so far from what he's probably into. Yeah, he ain't going home with none of them. Let me tell you, but let me tell you how desperate they are. Because I've never watched Bachelor or any of that. Let me tell you how desperate these women are. They have a whole hour in the first episode that is dedicated to these women each getting out of a a limo and introducing themselves <clears throat> and be like, "Oh, we're gonna have a good time, whatever, whatever." This woman walks up and says, "Um." I know the pandemic's been hard on everybody. The pandemic's been hard on me. So as a as a token of us being cool and being able to be around other people, I just want to offer you this token that the that part of the, that first wave of the pandemic is behind us. And he handed her his 
he handed she handed him her enormous vibrator her enormous veiny light up looks like a looks like a fucking okay lightsaber vibrator and when he did not take it and she went back inside the whole episode she was just walking around with this vibrator on and when another woman was talking to him definitely tapped her on the shoulder on the neck boop boop hey need some time with him and she was so freaked out by the vibrator she just got up and walked away this is how thirst this is how this is how real the thirst is on the bachelor she probably still on the show and probably still got that vibrator. White women. That show. White women. That show could be a problem in a lot of ways. <laughs> I'm not saying that I would necessarily do this because I'm not that kind of person. But if I were the type of person that would appear on The Bachelor as a bachelor if i'm that bold and if i'm in that frame of mind i would probably literally just try to knock all of them down i told you i told you see y'all talked about this y'all talked about this when i said it on the last episode it'd be a lot of fucking going on i i I would just i would just completely abuse the privileges of that show because she's not she's not there to fall in love with this man tapping him with a vibrator She's there to get on. How many? How many? How many women? How many contestants are there usually? I think it starts off like twenty or thirty of them. You know what? I'm just saying, if you really want to be famous, just go on there and just and just show your ass. Intentionally, just knock down all twenty. Just go. Just go all the way with it. Again, I'm not saying I'm that kind of person. I'm not that bold. I uh, look. (laughs) <laughs> but this nigga trying to convince people he a good person. Uh, if I'm on a bachelor, I don't give a fuck what you think of me. We all fucking. We are all fucking. If you if if you come in to interrupt to interrupt a chick with a vibrator, you can come in there and tap her on her naked back. <laughs> Excuse me. Need some time to suck his dick. I'm just telling you. I'm just telling you. Because nobody's there to fall in love. Nobody's going on reality television to fall in love. Like, no can, one. Can you just genuinely, like, what if they all line up? Can you just, like, again, I've never watched The Bachelor. Can you just go, like, uh, you, 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 and you. Y'all ain't even attractive. So, <laughs> like, can you just immediately dismiss people that you're not even physically attracted to? I think what happens is each time they, 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 it's the opposite. They hand some. They hand one person or one or two people a rose to make sure that they are immune from being eliminated. Oh, uh, that that takes too much time. That's too. That's way too. Like, much. Uh, but again, as soon as you get out the limo, I just have to be like, nah. Broadcast television. Get advertising. Back, get back in the limo. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, just get back in the limo. I told you. I told you. I I, I told you. See, nothing but fucking. Anybody that has sense. Like it's, it's not a show that's about true love. No, and if, no, if I'm on a if I'm on a game show about fake falling in love, you might as well just smash. So many people talked about. So many people tried to tried to talk about me when I said there would be so much fucking going on. And now y'all understand. Think about this. You will never. You will never find yourself in another position where you can just be. You can just smash and be above reproach. Do you think Hoops Alexander was really in love with Flavor Flav? Damn. 
Damn, do you think she had to Hell smash him? No. Do you think she had to smash him though? No. Cause that, that, that would hurt my feelings. No, to, to I don't consider think it that. got that far. Do you think Delicious was really in love with Flavor Flav? Mm-mm. Do you think anybody that was trying to fuck with New York was really in love with Tiffany Pollard? No. Now, if she did that shit now, Tiffany Pollard has Tiffany Pollard, they're filming her they're they're filming her better. This 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 revamp Tiffany Pollard looking good. She also has a few enhancements. I was gonna say she's had some work done. She's got some bonus features. Uh, uh she the whole revamp, the whole re rollout, I'm I'm digging it. I'm digging it. She looking way if, if, if now if she had tried to fuck Flavor Flav, I'd have, I'd have, I'd have rooted for her. If that version, yeah, I'd have been all about that version trying to fuck Flavor Flav. Um, and I don't think it would have lasted that long either. Um, I'm just saying, y'all. I, you know, some people really try to get on my ass about that talking, talking about oh that's oh that's some dog ass shit. Um, let's keep it real about what reality television is. Do they really think that you're supposed to be on there looking for true love? And, and that's the thing. It's a I fucking talk- game show. I wasn't talking about lying or deceiving any of these women because they know what it is too. They're not here to fall in love with me either. Right. They're here to get on. And if we're all here to get on and they, they supply us with exorbitant amounts of liquor at all times to make sure some shit pops off, let's make some shit pop off. Again, what's, what's to stop you from, as soon as old girl steps out the limo with a vibrator, what's to stop you from going, can we pause production for a moment? Let's just go ahead and get this out the way. Let's, like, we might as well. You might as well because it's going to happen. Here for. Yeah, I'm just saying. I'm it's just going. saying. Y'all got me. For, yeah. Anyway, um, we're gonna take another break. Oh, uh, send your racist stories, your racist uh, real life encounters, along with any racist news you think we've missed. Questions for myself and D. Randall. Send all that to opinionswhileblack at gmail.com. Also, don't forget to visit us at the new and improved opinionswhileblack.com. And uh, you can find out more about your favorite podcasters, about Houston's Most Savage Podcast. And you can buy merch from opinionswhileblack.threadless.com. We'll be back with listener letters in the top three STFUs. You are listening to Houston's Most Savage Podcast. Pour up. And we are back. We are black. We are opinionated. And I gotta tell you, this day drinking shit, I am feeling good. This is why I need this. I need to get out of the house. Ooh, man. Um, it's time for your listener letters. Oh man. I haven't done this in a while. I'm afraid. Uh we have an we have our first this is anonymous actually. Okay. They want to remain anonymous. <laughs> uh love you guys. Please don't say my name. Me and my good friend, a lady, got into a fierce argument, and I and I need you guys' opinion. Wait a minute. This is starting to sound like an advice question. <laughs> yes, oh. it is. <laughs> That's a good thing you remained anonymous, because if you follow whatever we're about to tell you to do. I would say you deserve to so get put out there. I would All right. say. Um, let's see. Here's the situation. Me and my friend are strictly platonic, yet both single. One night I had some friends over, we were all drinking, and she was the only one with no designated driver. So at the end of the night, I told her I told her to stay so she wouldn't have to drive home. So I brought out a blanket and pillows to the couch. She remarked, "Thank you for giving thank you for giving up your bed." 
To which I said, no, these are for you. You're on the couch. She had a huge problem with, with, with this, saying she expected to get the bed as it is the gentleman-like thing to do. To which I said that keeping her safe and making her comfortable is chivalry and what a real friend would do. But my bed is for me and a lover, not for my friends. If she were a dude, I wouldn't offer the bed, nor would it be expected. We're just friends, so that couch is very comfortable. So she slept on the couch and left without saying anything, and we've been off ever since. Your thoughts. Let me be the one to tell you. You know what? I'm gonna let Randall go first. Oh, I gotta go first. I'm gonna let the I'm, I'm gonna let the married man who is successfully stayed married for 15 years <laughs> with uh, female platonic friends um, answer this question first. So, because I know why I feel about it. Well, so here's what I'll say. I've I've been in that experience even as a married man with platonic friends. And, and and first of all, let me say that I'm just saying what my experience is. I'm not saying what's right or wrong. Um, in very similar situations, when staying with friends, the friends have offered to allow me to stay in the bed while they sleep on the couch. That has just been my experience. Now. Also, but this is also me being married, them being unmarried, and then them just being hospitable. It was a surprise to me because I fully expect that if I if I stay at somebody's place, that they will want their own bed and I'll just kick it on the couch. So it's it's a pleasant surprise if someone is accommodating and allows me to do so. And I'm obviously very thankful and gracious for it. Um, in this case... If if the guy says that the bed is his and he wants to stay in it, he has every right to do so. Like you you can't be mad about someone who's looking out for your well-being and at the same time keeping parameters on that. Like my this is my house, this is my shit. This is and and he he really doesn't have to give a reason why. He doesn't even have to say this bed is for me and, and my lovers. He doesn't have to say all that. He can just say it's my shit. Sleep on the couch. Now, I, 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 I'm reading Oz's mind. And let me know if I'm far off on this. Okay. Okay. Let me know if I'm far off if, if I'm just projecting. All right. It sounds to me like the female platonic friend wanted to smash. Not necessarily. Okay. Okay. What I'm thinking... Is that the female friend? It sounds like there was a lot of drinking going on. Mm-hmm. I don't know that she necessarily wanted to smash, but I think she wanted to put him in an awkward position. I think she wanted to test him. Hmm. See what people don't realize, what men don't realize, uh, because it does not get it does not get enough publicity, is that even though. Money and material shit. We focus on that. We argue a lot over that bullshit um, on social media. Attention is currency between men and women. Mm -hmm. And sometimes a woman just wants to feel tended to. 
Sometimes a woman just wants to feel tended to. Sometimes a woman just wants to feel looked at. Right. Especially after you've been liquored up. Especially you probably came, you probably showed up in some nice shit. You know. Yeah. You put on your, you put on your matching bra and bra and underwear. <laughs> just in case. And now you want to be looked at a certain way. You can't ask your plutonic friends. Not Well, some people can. Not everybody can. It's not traditional to ask your platonic friends to look at you that way. Because that's why they platonic. Because they don't see you that way. Right. So, but men get a men get a bad rep for not having all those filters. Which is not true. I think she wanted to be, she wanted him to be in a compromising position. She probably wasn't going to give him any pussy. He probably did ultimately wasn't going to take any pussy. But I think she wanted I think she wanted him to have a moment. That's attention. That's currency. And when she didn't get the attention she wanted, maybe because she didn't get attention from somebody that was at the party. Right. She walked away she walked away with her sodium content high. <laughs> yeah. And and also there is and also a, a completely aside from that, there are a sect of not even just women, but people. I can say in man-woman relationships, there are women who don't know the difference between men not being shit and men not being chivalrous and men just not giving you what you want the way you feel you should have it. Mm. And there's a fundamental difference. It's hard to say that out here in these groups because you'll get dragged. Yeah. But there's a difference. Just like for me. There just... There's a difference between a woman not being worth a damn and a woman who just didn't want to give me some pussy, which is completely her right. Every woman that has turned me down and didn't give me any pussy isn't necessarily an ancient woman. Every man that doesn't let you sleep in his fucking bed because you got drunk at his house isn't ain't shit. So there's a lot of ways to go with this, but... I think the main moral of the story is that you didn't do nothing wrong, Anonymous. You did not. You didn't do nothing wrong. You Honestly, I wouldn't have blamed you. If you had just said, look, you can sleep out in your car and I'll just look out there and check on you. Because <laughs> some niggas will do that. Because some niggas don't want it to look a certain way. Some niggas would have did you dirty. Some, some dudes would have just called you an Uber. Some dudes would have <laughs> called you an Uber on your phone. Yes. <laughs> What's your code? <laughs> I, I am some dudes. It's you know that's that's just one of those yeah whatever the reason was she just didn't get her way that yeah way. whatever the reason was you were justified in wanting to sleep in your own bed and she should be grateful that you were even hospitable enough to give her a safe place to um you know to dry out and and ghost in the morning one hundred percent um but. That is still a conversation y'all should probably have at some point. Oh, it's gonna happen. Um, she gonna she she gonna walk around with her with her sodium content mm-hmm. high. Uh, she'll be all right though. Um, the the important thing is that she was that she was safe and that she ended up getting the she ended up getting home okay and you know it, it didn't have to be as much of a scene as it could have been. Yeah. When people get drunk at jails. Um. Other than that, she's just gonna have to grow up. Um. Uh, what else we got? Oh, okay. Chris Nicole asked, what do y'all think about the executive orders Joe rolled out? 
I'm super open-minded about people being gender fluid and classifying themselves, however, improves their quality of life. But I don't know how I feel about trans kids competing in high school sports. Your thoughts? Okay, yeah, you, you, uh, y'all, y'all come back swinging for the fucking fence. Uh, you, you trying to, you trying to get me out there? Um, I'm gonna just tell, I'm gonna just tell you like this. I, I want queer, trans, whoever. I want them to have whatever it is they want, and whatever the, y'all that want these things. And then are complaining later. I don't think there's such a dark side to this. I think it's going to make this shit interesting. But. You reap what you sow. You want this shit. It's not going to work out perfectly for everyone. I want to see that shit personally. It is. There's another side to everything. There's 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 not sides every, to it. Not everything. And and and. And let me say that I am not going to, I'm not going to really give an opinion on on that particular part of the executive orders because I, I don't feel like, I, and, and this is honest, I don't feel like I'm educated enough to to deliver an opinion on it because I don't know what the ramifications for it are. Um, I just know that on the the part that comes into play is that we have to be realistic about um, about being trans and, and someone being in the transition process there are physiological differences between men and women and, and even when someone is transitioning um, I'm going to pull up a visual here um, but, you, but you know what before, and while you're doing that mm-hmm. I just want to say that it's as you were explaining that, it occurs to me that I think for some people it kind of demonizes trans people that the when they when they come to the idea of trans people in sports, mm-hmm. now all of a sudden you're thinking of like fucking uh, uh, um, Victor Drago from Creed Two in a wig, right? Which is which is just not the case. Which is not always the case. Which is not what it is. Uh, trans people come in all shapes and sizes, and physical and uh, athletic uh, athletic attributes the same way, um, you know, other people of other identifications do. Right, and I, and I think the answer that I'm trying to get to is, I think it's 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 admirable that that we're we're creating spaces where. Um, trans people are allowed to go into the spaces where they identify. Right. Uh, I think people need to be slow to pass judgment on the, on what the results of that will be. Right. Until they've actually seen it in, in, in real time and until they actually see what happens with it. I think we need to look, look, yeah. I think we need to let a year or two go by yeah, or, or whatever amount of time or is whatever. necessary for it, you know, just to see how that actually plays out. For example, what I pulled up here is a, is a, is a photo of, a professional wrestler named Nyla Rose who wrestles in AEW. Okay. Um, she is a trans woman. And one thing about the AEW um, Wrestling Federation is that um, it, it started about two years ago from a bunch of independent wrestlers. And one of their whole things has really been about inclusivity. 
they they want to be very inclusive so they have um you know they have obviously people of all races they have openly gay wrestlers right um they also have one of the first openly um trans woman wrestlers and if you look at her physically versus most of her opponents she is substantially larger and stronger than them um now with that said and we know that professional wrestling is is scripted um fully knowing and fully acknowledging fully acknowledging that she is a trans woman they let her wrestle as a female wrestler and again knowing that it's scripted they don't they don't make a huge deal out of the perceived physical advantage that she has over um you know cisgender women and some of the arguments that i've seen from people especially from men who are transitioning into women is that when we get into competitive sports that because men in many cases do have and, so, and it's it, look it's, it's science y'all you're wondering, how that, you're wondering how that looks how yeah. that looks it's you know if if someone like if lebron james were transitioning to a woman and went to play in the wnba yes he would have a perceived physical advantage right um over the women in the wnba but we also don't know enough yet how much that actually plays out to 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 pass judgment like let's just shut it down now and prevent it from happening so that's why i say i'm not going to pass judgment one way or the other on the executive order i do feel like we need to see like no, no matter what happens trans men and trans women are a part of everyone's lives should be i mean there are people in my in my family, who and they, have, who they have, deserve an opportunity for us to see it in real time, exactly, and see how that plays out. It's it's the same shit. Like when people, and, and as a matter of fact, when we started the podcast, um, one of our, our listeners and a friend of mine who works, she works in a medical facility, was telling me like there are still people out there who feel like who believe that black people experience pain differently from white people. That's true too. So it, it's that it's that same thing where. You know, and there's a lot of health science in that regard, in this regard, that yeah. is being that is being passed around that we just accept. Mm-hmm. Um, that is probably not necessarily the case because remember they took a long time for them to deconstruct the whole body mass index thing as mm-hmm. racist, mm-hmm. and that the person who came up with that was a racist. They know I'm big boned. Yes, yeah, because according to body mass index, the Rock is obese. Yeah, morbidly obese. Right. <laughs> So yeah, it's it's so there's a lot of things that we have to unpack uh, as far as health science. There's a lot that goes into this, but I, it all comes back to yeah, I do think we need to see it play out. Yeah, and I, and I think if anything, if if there's a an immediate benefit to the to that executive order that I can see right now is that it gives us a chance to actually see how it plays out. We'll see. We'll see. Yeah, I agree. Um. He also, you know, included an executive order to um, to eliminate the use of privately operated criminal detention facilities. So they're trying to deprivatize. Yeah. So we'll we'll see how that happens. Okay. I mean, there there are quite a few. Um, it's a lot. I will say during the time that these executive orders were were going out, honestly, I didn't pay attention to a lot of them because I was I was in my I was in my people? I was in my reset period. Right. So, um, I do have to go back and catch up on quite a few of these. Same. Um, 
Thank you, Kristen, for that one. Um, L. Llewellyn James says, My condolences once again. Thank you, man. Uh, but something somewhat fun. Can we start a TikTok social security number challenge where we just use a red filter to show merely the faint glimmer of our numbers? Is that sure? <laughs> as surely that is safe? Seriously. We had an entire generation of young women who posted nude videos of themselves on the most powerful social media platforms on the planet and expected no issues. They hadn't even applied the red light on a computer or phone or installed video editing software. They went with the unedited video of them butt ass out there and put it in the servers of Snapchat to have the filter added and thought that was cool. I post this with a hearty amount of laughter, but can we take a moment to admonish the people for trusting their blessed social app, social media outlets too much. Well, okay, okay, LOL. Let's get let's get one thing very clear about what happened. What happened is not. Oh, Snapchat went. Snapchat went and hacked it. Went, went and just put everybody's shit out there. That's not what happened. We have to have an honest conversation about what actually happened. This is not a Snapchat fuck up. This is Reddit. This is internet. This is this is internet geeks on fucking Reddit and 4chan that are pretty good with programming and are pretty good with filters and hacking and they hacked people's shit. That's what happened. This is not a thing where where people at Snapchat headquarters were like, "Ooh, titties." That's not what happened. Um this is not something where, "Oh, the the big machine fucked us." These are fuckboys that fucked us. And when I say fuckboys fucked us, I mean, that's why we're not going to get a whole bunch. This, that's why you're not going to see a bunch of celebrity silhouette challenges the way we the way we saw with the Busset Challenge. So if you were waiting on Danny Lay to, to put her shit out there, you're, you're probably out of fucking luck. Just like I'm a little mad that uh, we're kind of out of fucking luck that Jordan Woods ain't, probably ain't putting her shit out there. And she's saving it for OnlyFans. <laughs> Um, the the funny thing about challenges to me, and I, there is a meme that I came across probably last week, a week before, that that probably sums it up. Is like people, I guess, part of the psychology of social media is that if you put something in, uh, in the guise of a challenge, people are more likely to do it. So the meme was something like the first t- the first part of it was a dude and a chick talking to each other. The dude was like, "Suck my dick," and she was like, "Ew." The second part of it was suck my dick challenge. And then she was like, willing, she one. was willingly doing it with like the <laughs> phone, you know, in front of her. Like it, that, that's the thing about the social media and these challenges. Like the yeah. funny part is if you did a social security challenge, people might just, do people it. would probably do it. But here's, the, but here's the thing up to this point, it's been harmless. And, up to this and up to this point, I, and I understand that it looked like we were getting a, re- a, a a huge upsurge of people trying to put these challenges out there because there was that on my block challenge where I love the ones where black women just transform on you because um, I because I usually love them when they and they go into the grocery store clothes mm-hmm. and and their uh, night at the club clothes and um, this one in particular it just so happened. Um, backfired because again, Reddit fuckboys and 4chan fuckboys and these programmer fuckboys were just at it. 
and they know how to kind of unprogram and kind of reverse engineer those filters. Mm-hmm. This isn't something that Snapchat did. So it's not like so so it's not like we can say Oh, well, that's what you get for putting a thing on social media. I know social media is responsible for a lot of terrible shit, but I don't think that's one of them. Second of all, I'm not going to blick I'm not going to victim blame these motherfuckers. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, the same the same energy is not kept cuz it was dudes it, it was dudes doing the silhouette challenge too. And what nobody reverse engineering that and uh unpro- and unprogramming that to look at their dick. You don't get these. You don't get the same energy when dudes have revealing things mm. done to them on the internet. Yeah. When no, when Idris Elba came out with them pictures, wasn't nobody reverse engineering the dick print to extrapolate what Idris Elba's dick looks like? Nobody did that. Nobody did that when when Chadwick Boseman did it when he was doing his black when he was making his Black Panther rounds. There's a there's a problem here about. Power and how it's used to denigrate women. Mm-hmm. And if you want to talk about what people, how people overpost or what you think is overposting on social media, we can have that discussion. But that's not the crux of where this discussion needs to be had. The crux of this discussion, again, needs to be. It, it's it's not about getting Ray Fisher or Raz B therapy. It's about putting the foot on Marcus Houston and Chris Stokes's neck. Just the same, it's not about oh, quit putting your titties on quit putting your titties on fucking TikTok. It's quit uh, is quit letting these motherfuckers misuse TikTok without any legal repercussions. Y'all always want to go after the victim and it's if you want to go after the victim, I'm not going to partake in it, but fine. But you got to keep that same energy with the, with the person who did the shit. Everybody, nobody ever wants to talk about arson, but y'all always want to talk about flame retardant pajamas. Mm. So no, I'm not going to join in. I'm not going to join in with the victim blaming about bitch. Don't put it out there no more. Uh, bitch, stop letting your friends stop letting your friends uh, cheat their way into looking at titties because they know it's the only titties they ever going to see in their fucking life. Mm. How about that? But thank you, Ellen, for your. For your input. Hal Allen. What up Hal? Says where do you think WandaVision is going? You think she's going to have a mental breakdown? Or is she already having the mental breakdown? Um. A little bit of both. A little bit of both. I, I, you know what? I don't think it's a mental breakdown. I think Wanda knows exactly what the fuck she's doing. Well. I think I think Wanda. I think Wanda has just. You, you have to remember how we met Wanda. <laughs> Wanda was the one that drove Tony Stark crazy, that voluntarily drove Tony Stark crazy and led him to make a, a make a murder bot that destroyed all, a whole country. So I think Wanda knows exactly what the fuck she's doing and she's just not being supervised. I and I you know, I don't I don't I'm I'm not gonna give spoilers. Um Sorry, spoiler alert. And, I, and I'm not going to give spoilers even really to the comic as well because a lot of this does play to what we see in the comic. Uh, I will just say that one of her abilities in the comics is that she has the ability to bend reality. Correct. And a big part of the storylines of one of the stories, House of M in particular, yeah, was that 
she did have a mental situation that's true too. that that created that created an artificial reality on a, on a very large scale it's possible that that could be happening but i also i also have gotten myself out of the habit of speculating what's going to happen in something and just enjoying the story as it goes that's along true too. And I, yeah. it's one reason why I, I moved away from trailers. It's another reason why, even more so than that, I've avoided from like review videos or articles or speculative things that discuss what do we think is going to happen. Because the thing is, whatever's going to happen has already been written and produced, and we're just waiting for it to come out. You know, over the next few weeks, let's just enjoy the story and and spend less time speculating on what will happen. And more time unpacking what has actually happened, and and measuring how entertained we are by what is happening. Yeah, because um, also you have to keep in mind that at this stage in the game, um, where you know there are influencers, where there are because you know, yeah, we're at a point where comic content has mm-hmm. influencers now. Comic right. content has commenters now. Mm-hmm. They have reactors on YouTube or whatever, and they. Then they just have know-it-all motherfuckers like us that that just read way too many comics. Mm. Um, And I think now, going into the next phase of whatever Marvel content is coming, I think they've planned for the know-it-all motherfuckers like us to keep us entertained. Also, and to to keep us speculating, but ultimately shutting the fuck up. Yeah. And letting things happen. I don't even want to speculate. People have asked me... What I think Falcon and Winter Soldier is going to be about, I'm like, I'm just going to watch the shit. <laughs> I was going to say, I have ideas about where all this shit is going, but not yeah. so much that I'm going to measure it by whether or not it's the story that I wrote in my head. Right. Which I think was the problem. Well, no, I'm not going to go there. Well, that, for me, that's what D- the, the story. DC, uh, DC had, a lot, had a lot of that. The story that I write in my head happens when I start to speculate. Right. Because when you, when you speculate too much, you start forming expectations and then you start... And it's kind of a stupid game we play. I, I, I weigh my expectations versus what actually happens, and I've and I found out personally when I stop doing that, I tend to find more enjoyment on what's in front of me. That's fair. At at the moment, just remember, y'all. Having said that, WandaVision is incredible. It's it's good, and it they got nine episodes. God um, damn. Falcon and Winter Soldier is going to come about two weeks after that. It's going to have six. I'm sure they're already done with that. Not too long after that, they're going to have Loki. Black Widow is already in the can. Eternals is already in the can. I'm pretty sure at this point, Shang-Chi is probably wrapped up as well. So there's a lot of stuff coming out for Marvel that's already been written and ready to go. And I'm just glad that for the most part, I have no idea what any of it is going to entail. Same. And I can just I can just enjoy it. Siri just popped on for no reason. Bitch, get out of my business. Okay. Um, I can just enjoy it for whatever happens at this point. Same. I, you know, I have ideas about this shit, but I also am. I, I, I'm also looking forward to Marvel breaking those mm-hmm. uh, because they've done they've done it in time so far. I never thought that. I never thought that there would be an instance. I I knew his contract was running out. I never thought there would be an instance in which Marvel indefinitely killed Tony Stark. Yeah. Never. I never thought that would ever happen. Yeah. Marvel indefinitely killed him and he died on screen and there's no mystery to it whatsoever. Yep. They had a whole funeral for him with everybody he's ever met from all those movies. 
I never thought that would happen. Now, with that said, doesn't mean we won't see him again. Right for <laughs> right for various reasons. Correct. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I'm 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 more interested in in what they can do to uh, break or uh, subvert my expectations mm-hmm. than what they do to fulfill them because. They've been nerd wanking us since the Avengers, since yeah. the first Avengers movie. Yeah, so. and, and over the next few years, they're going to start creeping into territory that we won't even have source material for. Correct. And that's and that is potentially really exciting for me. It, well, even though I, I think we got another five or ten years before that really happens, but I will say it, it will get to a point because they, they got a while before they start doing the shit I want to uh, see. Yeah, because they 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 still got to roll out X Men, Fantastic Four. Oh they still got a Secret Invasion series coming Woo! out. Uh, yeah, and also I don't really care what the people's opinions are because I've been waiting since I was eight years old to see this kind of shit on screen. One hundred percent. And just like that lady with the with the glowing vibrator, I'm walking around with a glowing vibrator waiting for all this shit to pop off. One hundred percent. Terrible analogy, but I understand what I'm saying. Um, Joe Smith wants to know, since we're about to enter Black History Month, I'd love to hear recommendations of black media that's moved you recently. Is that really your name, Joe Smith? Hmm. Um, I, I'm it, just being... It's alcohol. It's alcohol. It's fine. It's fine. That's, it's what, they, that's what they listen to us for. Um, I'm going to say, I did just watch One Night in Miami. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would definitely recommend that. Uh, uh, directed by the ever talented, um, ever so fine Regina King. Mm, hold on. Uh, you see, you're getting that bag, boy. She, she getting that bag for all this motherfucking worth. I have, I have not stopped seeing her on a red carpet or on the cover of something mm-hmm. ever since Watchmen. Yeah, maybe before Watchmen. Um. Uh, the Baldwin book, the the movie that was the Bald, uh, um, Bill Street. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, uh, so one night in Miami was really good. Um, it's a little preachy, but considering the characters that are involved in it, it's probably supposed to be preachy, mm-hmm. and you're supposed you're probably supposed to feel the melodrama coming off of this because these are characters that didn't really meet this this particular way in real life. Mm-hmm. Um, for those of you who don't know, is just basically one night is a meeting in a hotel. It's based on a play, right? I think so. I believe it's based on a play. Yeah. Between Muhammad Ali, Malcolm X, Jim Brown, and Sam Cooke. Let me first off say, Leslie Odom isn't getting nearly enough bags. Leslie Odom was fucking killing it as Sam Cooke. I was born um, by Aldous Hodge. Aldous Hodge. Mm-hmm. I'm so looking forward to seeing him in so much more, in so many more things. Aldous Hodge was an amazing Jim Brown. I wonder how Jim Brown feels about somebody playing a non-problematic <laughs> version of himself. <laughs> oh man, now that he's like Bizarro Jim Brown, uh, his mind isn't there. His his. He he needs help turning the TV. I guarantee it. I guarantee you he needs help turning the TV and he only remembers what station the Western Channel is on. He, he, so you can't talk to him about streaming some shit. He's suffering from old black man. 100%. 100%. Um, my father was ten times more cognizant than Jim Brown. <laughs> 
and he needed help figuring out any channel away from ESPN or the yeah. Western Channel. Um, let's see. Um, what else? What else? What else? Well, I'll tell you one to stay away from because I want to complain about it, and it's my fucking <laughs> podcast. The fucking little things with Denzel and dude from Mr. Robot. That was some stupid shit. Damn. That was some stupid ass shit. Stay away from it. I've never told anybody to stay away from a Denzel Washington movie ever until today. Stay the fuck away from this. Is, this movie was stupid. It was stupid. Stupid, stupid, stupid. What did you say? It was the second worst season of True Detective? It was the second worst <laughs> season of True Detective ever. What kind of what kind of bullshit? Stay the fuck away from this movie. I should have known when Jared Leto was in this movie not to fuck with it. Because Jared Leto swears he is trying to be on his Joaquin Phoenix bag and it doesn't look good. It's so bad. Rami Malek, this was a waste of Rami Malek. Um, I, oh, it was, it, was, it was viciously, it was aggressively mm-hmm. awful. Damn. <laughs> Damn. Oh. Uh, well, I um, I don't know if this counts. Um, and, and again, I haven't looked at a lot of, regrettably, a lot of black-owned or black-centered media over the last month or so. Um, Soul, the Pixar movie on Disney+. Enjoyable. Plus. It was enjoyable. And, 100%. You know, I wouldn't necessarily call it black content, but it was, you know, centered around a largely African-American animated cast. Um, But it, it spoke to me in a lot of ways. Not only as a creative, but as a black man, and uh, I found it very moving. One hundred, yeah, yeah, hundred. I'm with that. Um, I would say that if you have not partaken in Queen Sugar, they just announced that the that the new season is coming. I think February twelfth. Maybe. Thank, thank you for reminding, reminding me that I have to get on the ball mid February sometime. This would be a great time if you've never watched Queen Sugar. I would 100% advise you to binge through this um, as quickly as possible. It I I got through the first two seasons before season three started in like a weekend. I wouldn't. I maybe I wouldn't recommend going through it that fast because I definitely cried no less than eight times. Um, but Queen Sugar, I think, is a very is one of those shows that we are going to regret not uplifting and getting behind those actors nearly as much as we should have. It's very hard. It's very life affirming. It's very heartwarming. And yes, there's a, a a degree of melodrama, but the I think the thing that makes it such a good show is that um, it is always affirming hope. Is always affirming hope, and that black people can rally together, and as a family, and as a unit, and as a community, and move through shit um, with a minimum of drama, mm-hmm. unless that drama comes out from from outside from white people, because there are definitely yeah. evil, dastardly, mustache twirling, snidely whiplash ass. White people in this show. Oh, look at her, see? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Buy the, yeah. I'll buy the whole place and make a Starbucks, see? Uh, finally, um, even though this isn't necessarily black, well, I, just, I shouldn't even say this. This is not black centered content, but a lot of the same sentiments are there. 
Uh, I binged through two seasons of Warrior in like three days. Oh, I got to start that shit. It's, it's, it's good. Everyone has been saying how lit it is. It is good. And, and the thing that's really good about it is... I, should, I feel bad saying this. So it, it, it's about, you know, it, it, it's about Chinatown in San Francisco in, you know, the late 1800s. Yeah. And the pervasive racism that um, Asian immigrants to the country experience just directly mirrors every stage of racism that every ethnic group has experienced here in the U.S. So every movie that you've seen with black people, with black people being called niggers every two seconds, same thing in this show, um, but with Asians and with hands. And if, if, if you are a marginalized person, remember this is a hyper stylized work of fiction of so remember that right. but there's a lot there's a lot of truth to it if you are a member of any marginalized community you will identify with what the asian community has to deal with in this show and it has hands i i will say i have been interested ever since the some of the same people because you know originally it was exclusively like a cinemax thing mm-hmm. oh this is banshee with asians i will say a lot of people that worked on banshee yeah Worked on if you have never seen Banshee, I'm sure it's got to be on HBO Max. Banshee was amazing. Banshee was one. Cinemax, Cinemax rolled out that first that first round of of exclusive original content, mm-hmm. and Banshee was at the head of it. This shit was fucking incredible. The dude on the boys yeah. that that is um who is he on the Anton boys? Anthony um, Star Anthony Star who, who is he on the boys? Uh, Homelander. Homelander. Okay, that guy. Homelander is an incredible actor. He's an incredible action star that doesn't get nearly enough credit. Um, he was amazing in Banshee. I would advise anybody to watch this shit. If you just love good old-fashioned pulp action, yeah, Banshee is your shit. And I'm definitely going to try to check out Warrior. Don't even my, try it. Do. I'm de- it yeah, is, oh, it oh, it's on a, my list. It's a spaghetti western. I almost started with- last night, but Little Things was so bad. <laughs> I had to watch season one of True Detective, the first few episodes, to wash that shit out of my system. It was such bullshit. So I had to get the original, the God Rustin Cole. Yeah. Oh, man. I, you know, I still haven't finished the one with Mahershala Ali. I mean, I, everybody was, said that was pretty good. It was, it was pretty good. I don't expect uh, anything to surpass... Martin Hart and Rustin Cole. Nah, that that one definitely. That was a fluke. That was a, that was that was not supposed to be as good as it was, but it was great. It was um, the mythology behind it that really right. It, but yeah. Um, and last question. David Santiago. Oh shit! Asks, what in your opinion is Prince's best album? See, see, this is why I hate David Santiago. <laughs> Santiago just just asks you questions that just want you to get your ass whooped. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm gonna go first because I'm just gonna go ahead. get in trouble. All right, all right. And when I say this, don't come for me. Don't come for Oz. Come directly for me. Okay. I haven't liked any Prince album from like the '90s on. Like oh, I, shit. I, I, I. I'm sorry, I'm just that I'm just that dude. Where you didn't like the techno? Nope. Uh, oh man! I want to say I want to say 
Sign of the Times might have been the last album, Prince album that I liked. Sign was good. I and from like the nineties on, I was more into people influenced by Prince than Prince himself. All right, so I'm gonna get that out of the way. Okay. Um I I look, y'all. Y'all y'all are gonna y'all are gonna crucify me. I feel like I just feel like Purple Rain was my favorite Prince album. Period. Um, I know it's probably the safest answer that you can put out there, but I just remember. Remember, I I grew up. I'm I'm of an age. Well, yes, I I remember Prince from the controversy days. My 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 uncle, who still lived with my grandmother as an adult and had that secret stack of of Playboy magazines under his bed, introduced me to Prince. I saw this this vinyl cover. With this man wearing chaps. Yeah. And had the taco meat showing in whatever he was wearing. And he introduced me to Prince from day one. And I, I, I was I was a fan of Prince's music. And for me, Purple Rain was kind of the height of it. And a lot of that I know had to do with not only the music, but the rollout of the movie. And, right. and a lot of the other things that, that went around it. Um. You know, even though I, I enjoyed Diamonds and Pearls, I enjoyed Side of the Times, there there definitely came a point in my experience with Prince where I was like, eh, I recognize him for being one of the greatest artists ever. I'm just not into his music from this point on. Uh, short answer, Purple Rain, that's a safe answer. Come for me, not us. Um, they're going to come for us both because Purple Rain is definitely one of my favorite albums of all time ever. <laughs> Period. Ever. Ever. One of my favorite albums is a perfect album. It is a perfect and it's almost not fair because it had the it had the movie to kind of sequence it almost in mm-hmm. a way. But it was the perfect album. It was it, 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 it every song complimented each other. Every song it, it, it was the perfect album to me. Sign of Times is definitely my second my second choice. Um, because I would say Adore is probably just, not just because of Adore. Uh, it had a couple. It, actually, Sign of Times was lit. Uh, now that I'm thinking about it. Yeah. What you got the look? Mm-hmm. Uh, fucking. Uh, I was your if I was your girlfriend. Uh, couldn't take the place of your man. Uh, oh shit! Uh, wasn't Dorothy Parker on there? Sign of Times. Yeah, Dor- Dorothy Parker. Uh yeah, that, that was lifting the motherfucker. Yeah, uh, Sign yeah. of Times is my second choice. Print, but Purple Rain is just it's that is one of those albums that I consider up there with Thriller. Yeah, that is just it's a perfect album. Yeah, and I, I feel like 1999 is also an acceptable answer. 1999 is a good answer. I agree. And, you know, I I feel like that one is. There are no skips. Well, there might be a couple. No, yeah. there's no skips on there. And, and even though I know Prince came out in '78. Um, well, I, Dirty Mind was probably the first album that I heard from Prince. Uh, See, Purple Rain was yeah, my first. Dirty Mind was the first. Yep, there we are. They had the jacket on. I had I had Purple Rain on beta. Wow. <laughs> I did Purple Rain on beta. Yeah, controversy was a joint. Ooh. 1999, Purple Rain. Around the World in a Day, I thought it was cool. I, but then I was into the 90s shit. I yeah. liked Musicology. I liked... Um, uh, uh, oh, what was the 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 one with diamonds and pearls on it with the diamonds and pearls the the fucking uh new new power generation and all that shit yeah, diamonds and pearls. <laughs> um, I like the 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 art. What was it was like art electric, artificial, yeah, artificial. 
uh, it, that was like that was 2000. Like, yeah, that was a few years ago. Yeah. That yeah, was like I, in I the mid two thousand. And I'm looking at it. Yeah, Parade, Sign of the Times, Love, Sexy, Batman, Graffiti Bridge, Diamonds and Pearls. Diamonds and Pearls was pretty much where Diamonds I Diamonds and Pearls was lit. That was ninety one. One song that they never talk about, that because it, because Prince did the demo, but New Power Generation did the single was on the Blank Man soundtrack called Superhero, and the shit was so the the shit was so fucking funky, and they only played in that one scene. Where Blank Man is, he's on the little, on his little motorcycle on the train tracks, and you, they they don't really play it out the way it was supposed to. But the shit was so funky, and I almost, I, it's hard to refer to it as a deep cut, but that was my shit too. But yeah, Purple Rain, Side of Times, those are fucking classics. And anybody who gets on you for a safe answer like that, it's safe because it's true. They can't whip my ass too. Yeah, they, they can't whoop your ass. <laughs> um, so thank everybody for their listener letters. Y'all know what to do. You bestie, okay. David. <laughs> you tried. You tried. Uh, opinionswildblack at gmail.com. Time for the top three STFUs. Who are the three people in America that need to shut the fuck up? Shut up! Uh, we got a couple of runners up. Uh, first runner up is Funkmaster Flex. <laughs> oh, let me... Shut the fuck up, Funk. No, but guess what? We don't know why you hate Jay Z. We don't care. However much, however much Jay Z gets on our nerves lately, you get on our nerves worse. Uh, you are the you are the one of the worst things about terrestrial radio culture now. Uh, I don't know why you've always had a problem with Jay Z. I don't know what the problem is now exactly. I don't know why you think Drake goes harder than Hove. Um, I don't think I don't even. It's almost not worth unpacking. Um, Funkmaster Flex claims I'm reading the article he, he says he that Jay-Z stays off of social media because he's sensitive suck my dick I mean if if I were famous and or rich look look, I'm broken infamous unfamous you're not obligated to be and, on social media and I'm barely on social media you're not obligated you're not obligated to be on social media you don't have that I, you don't have that same heat for Beyonce right and Beyonce is, he, yeah Beyonce shows up to sell us some Ivy Park and moves and moves the fuck on. Nobody's obligated to be on social media for you. Nobody's obligated to be on social media for any of us. It's funny how people how people have just adopted the notion that social media is a requirement for for virtually anything for 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 your existence. We're just entitled to access to for relevance. Yeah, like the only way that you can be socially relevant in any case is to be on social media. Like, it's like worse than LLC Twitter. Like, if you want to be successful, you have to have an LLC, and you have to and and you have to beat off for VCs and moan for three hundred dollars on Clubhouse or whatever. Um, Funk Flex, it, you you are the, you you have gone from moderately relevant to the least relevant in the culture yeah. right now, and probably really for the past fifteen years. Yeah, shut the fuck up, Just- honestly. Shut up. Um, the other runner-up is all you all you Zendaya weirdos. Um, so Zendaya and John David Washington have a movie have a movie coming out called Malcolm and Marie. I mm. think that's what it's called. Yeah. On Netflix, uh, which looks really good. Sam Levinson from uh, um, Euphoria. Euphoria does it. So uh, I have no reason to believe that it's not going to be good. But some of you have decided that it's weird and creepy. That John David Washington is thirty six, 
and his love interest is uh, Zendaya, who is 24? 24. Um, A lot of y'all got uncles who look at your 10-year-old uh, cousins and say that they're going to be bad someday. So, shut the fuck up. Why do y'all have more drama for a fictional romance <laughs> between two actors in a film than you have for Marcus Houston grooming a 17 or 18 year old little girl to marry and why a grown 30s 40s year old 40 something year old calls her his play daughter ain't nothing wrong with that y'all ain't got shit to say about that and y'all and half of y'all defended that shit talking about oh well sometimes people marry young fuck you fuck you not not somebody with a history of sexual misconduct fuck you you had the same energy for that shut the fuck up honestly and half of y'all, for y'all, for y'all to be so fucking worried about how how young Zendaya is, y'all were just drooling. Y'all were just drooling over Chloe and over Chloe and Jordan Woods, and they about the same age. Y'all spent all week dro- drooling over Chloe over Chloe Bailey walking around in her fucking drawers, doing silhouette challenges and shit. Y'all ain't had no heat for that, so shut the fuck up. Yes, she has her own Instagram account now. <laughs> uh, so yeah, y'all can chill the fuck out, yeah, because y'all don't keep the same energy uh, energy about a bitch ass thing. Um, the uh, the number three person who should shut the fuck up is Danny Lay. <sighs> yeah, I'll say you have to go to her Instagram, Randall. <laughs> I, I, I wasn't so, look. She's playing the Little Mermaid, or is that the other no, one? No, Hallie's the one who's playing the Little Mermaid. That's who I was looking for, because okay. that's what I care about, the okay. arts. Okay. Number three is Danny Lay. <laughs> Danny Lay has, you know, I have never seen somebody, it's weird, like, even it's weird on TV watching secondary characters fumble the bag. Like, so, Danny Lay has just all month been de- been been on on her colorist bullshit um she wrote a song basically defending uh basically defending her uh being the baby's light-skinned girlfriend and oh he like oh he like him light-skinned basically just not reading the room of her listeners at all um and when she tried to defend herself she tried to tell us well it's okay for me to say it cuz I'm black Danny Lay is not black. Um, Danny Lay is not remotely black. Randall has thoughts. <laughs> oh, you watching this? Oh, wait, wait, no. Oh, okay. <laughs> Hold on, man. Hold on. Wait a Hold on, man. Hold on. So, all right. <laughs> because when you Google. Chloe Bailey. Yeah. It says child actor. Which is not fair. Which she was not once. Fair. Well, one, is not fair, and they don't do all women in that age range like that. She was once a child actor. The black, the dark-skinned women are never child actors. Now, here's, here's what's crazy. Like, Chloe and Hallie, I've, I've always, I just remember always seeing them as, like, those really young girls who can sing. See, that's my. I'm the opposite. I didn't know nothing about that shit. I just remember seeing them like at All Star games. Like, damn, they can really sing. Or yeah. seeing them like at Gospel Awards or some shit. Like, God damn, they can sing. Um, 
Yeah. Have you have you been to her Instagram? Yes. I know you have. Yes. I know you. Have. What? <laughs> yes. That's what brought me there. Um, I didn't know who either of these who either of these women were until um, even when they cast her as the Little Mermaid. I didn't know who that was, so I just went on with my life, and I've never heard any yeah. of their music. What I will say is, kudos to you, young men. <laughs> kudos to you, young men who are age appropriate. Um, to to really fawn over Chloe Bailey and and, and what she has to offer. Yeah, I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. As a as a married man, as a man who is legitimately old enough to be her father, I will say. Okay, that's different. Yeah, I right. will say kudos to you, young men. Um. Wow, I'm sorry. What? Yeah, we were, were talking about Danny Lane. Danny yeah. Lane. I, I didn't. I didn't prepare you for that properly. You did not. <laughs> You did not. I downplayed it. It's true. We talked about it before the before the podcast. I downplayed it. He didn't watch it, so he didn't know what to expect. I did not click follow. He is on, I, he is he is he has only seen the Jordan video. I've seen a couple of my friends though who are at least my age or older who did like a couple of those photos. I will not put y'all on blast. Fair enough. Uh <sighs> Danny Lay is just not reading the room properly. She's not. And and the thing is, colorism is always going to be, it always has been an issue within the black community. And it becomes even more complicated when you are someone who is not African-American, so to speak, and whose lineage has been, even though she's Dominican, supposedly she's not even Afro-Latino Dominican. She just, I guess, identifies more with black culture. Um this is one of those cases where when people accuse you of colorism for using the term yellow bone for a song that, for what I heard, doesn't even sound good. No. You should just, it wasn't a good song. You should just shut the fuck up and keep moving. You, you should just say, you know what? I didn't, I didn't mean for it to offend anyone. I didn't, I didn't mean for it to be you know, something that played into colorism the way that people perceive it. And I, I do apologize for that. It was... Um, you know, whatever you want to call it, lack of education on my part, um, lack of sensitivity, lack of empathy. I don't know. Just sh- stop trying to justify it. My thing is, and, and then, and then on top of that, they found old tweets where she was saying color is shit. Mm-hmm. So now there's a paper trail on you and now mm-hmm. there's a pattern. Mm-hmm. So it's like every time you defend yourself, you're really just digging your own hole you could, you could just you even that sorry ass apology you did give might have just might have that might have been okay, and you could have just gone on about your life. My problem is, it's all you. It's pretty much always been destined since recently that you were gonna fizzle out kind of fast. Yeah, it's all you've all. I mean, I I've liked Danny Lay's music, and we played a Danny Lay song on this podcast, but it's always been kind of written in the stars if you're reading the tea leaves that in the trajectory you're going Danny Lay was kind of going to fizzle in and out because she's kind of on the lower tier of the Kehlani's of the even though she's really talented um, uh, the lower end of like the Kehlani's and the Summers and the you know the the Chloe's and and stuff like that Mm -hmm. so you were always going to fizzle out Pretty much the second your shit with the baby ends, which is going to. <laughs> it was just a matter of what bag could you secure until then. 
at this rate, not only are you going to fade in, fade into obscurity, you're going to end up on Love and Hip Hop in two years. Mm. I give it two years. We're going to see Danny Lay again on Love and Hip Hop. We might get a good, a decent single out of her. We might get some old the baby drama because he's bored, and uh, that's going to be the that's going to be the story of you. All because you didn't know how to read the room. So yeah, shut the fuck up. Shut up. Number two is uh, Shad Moss, known as Bow Wow, aka not quite Brandon T. Jackson. Um, so. Bow Wow has had kind of a sucky month, and he really has no one to blame but himself. I mean, you could say that about any month for Bow Wow. <laughs> um, so Bow Wow um, became the face of super spreading in Houston, despite him not being from Houston. I'd I'd rather that than a Houston-born person be the face of super spreading in Houston. Um, I mean, we've we've done good enough. Work out. No, I was saying we've done pretty good on our own. Um, uh, Bow Wow basically got caught up. Uh, he was at. Uh, he was. He was having a concert. Yes, Bow Wow still performs. Mm-hmm. Apparently, um, what was even more shocking is that there were a couple thousand people there. Looked like a solid couple thousand people. That place was wall to wall, and they were uh, and they were just sitting there singing that bullshit he did with Sierra, like. First of all, I'm shocked that Bow Wow had a turnout. Yeah. Who's still clubbing that remembers that that remembers all the lyrics to Bow Wow songs, or any lyrics to a Bow Wow to song. a Bow Wow song? And it was packed wall to wall. It got major. I'm sick of. I'm really sick of Houston getting major media coverage for shit that Atlanta is doing ten times worse. Um. Not that, not that we should be let off the hook because uh, Houston has bungled this altogether. Um, he ended up in a tweet, uh, tweet back and forth with Sylvester Turner, the mayor, uh, our our esteemed uh, fool ass mayor, um, who went and blamed Bow Wow for the super spreading, even though he has a lot to blame himself because that venue would not be possible if. If you wouldn't quit trying to reopen every fucking thing every month. Um, basically, Sylvester Turner, this is on, just on a side note. Sylvester Turner, for those of you who don't live in Houston, was really hardcore about cracking down on people not following COVID regulations and having these large, uh, over-the-top super spreader parties. And he was like, he was like, the next time you do it, we're going to put you on the wall of shame on Twitter and we'll shut you down and find you this, that, and the third. He was cracking down. And all of a sudden, he just got soft and folded because of our uh, esteemed fool-ass uh, governor, uh, Greg Abbott. Uh, so he bitched up when Greg Abbott said he wasn't going to fund none of that shit. Um, Bow Wow was already the face of fuckery and the reason why we can't have shit now and why we ain't never going to be out of this... Uh, fucking pandemic and then on the fucking verses on the Keisha Cole Ashanti verses he was in the comment section so those of you that didn't watch Keisha Cole was no less than an hour 30 minutes late (laughs) was an hour 30 minutes late showed up drunk and surly and basically everything else we kind of like Keisha Cole for um 
But while while he while she was late, Bow Wow commented, "She wasn't ever this late when she was coming over to my crib." First of all, no one needs to know that. Also, nobody cared. No one cared at all. It was just you. It was just you. First of all, even for the little bit of fame you do have, you're too famous to be trying to make your name on fucking women that are more famous than you. Which is all of them. All of them. Every single one. Every single one has gotten more clout than you. And it's kind of sad. Uh, this is why this is why Angela Simmons don't fuck with you no more. Um, it's kind of pathetic. I, then again, I, well, no, I wouldn't do that. No, 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 mm-hmm. no, no. Um, there's better ways. There's better ways, <laughs> and there's just there are people doing a lot, doing a lot more with a lot less clout. Shame on you, Bow Wow. Go sit in the corner. Mm. Go sit in the corner. Think about what you've done, and uh, do like the little kids used to do, and mark your height <laughs> on the uh, on the wall at four foot five. Um, I'm just saying, all that little, all that little, all that little cute uh, child star shit ain't aging so well. He getting a little fat in the face and shit. Yeah. Um, looking like that one surly elf. I'm Damn. just saying, it, it, it's, it, ain't, it ain't getting cute. Damn. You're looking like that elf from Bad Santa. Uh. <laughs> uh, uh-huh. So, yeah, Bow Wow can go ahead and shut the fuck up. Shut uh, up! And the number one person who should shut the fuck up is none other than uh, one Clifford Harris, T.I. Um, T.I. been fucking up. T.I. and Tiny been fucking up. T.I. And Tiny have proven themselves to be the new Rick James and Tina Marie. Fire and desire. And apparently have been walking around recruiting, have been going around recruiting women to role play and fuck with and have been beating their asses. And now one of them has stepped up. This is kind of incredible. Rich people are just into shit that I I can't even fathom to get into. You know, and and we knew Ti and Tiny would visit would would frequent the strip clubs together back in the day, and you know I didn't know all this shit was going on. I I just I just knew the basic shit when he was being uh uh when he was cheating on his wife. Uh, I didn't know he was all into this advanced shit, uh, and so now um. Now there's all now there's all these stories of them recruiting women and beating their ass and sexual assault and whew, all of this to say. I think this can be the nail in the coffin for us listening to Ti's counsel about anything. I mean that should have been over a long time ago. It should have been over. Like he, I don't see how this how this platform of his has lasted as long as it has, but. I think this could be the nail in the coffin. When I say T.I. has to shut the fuck up, it's not about anything that he said in particular to this incident, but he has to shut the fuck up for all things to come. There, He has forfeited <laughs> his opinion for the foreseeable future and beyond. I'm reading a statement that they put out, and I know for a fact that he wrote this statement himself. <laughs> 
Mr. and Mrs. Harris want to be on record and more importantly, want the public to know that they emphatically deny in the strongest way possible the egregiously appalling allegations <laughs> <laughs> made against him by Sabrina Peterson. Oh my God. Expeditiously. Expeditiously. I, I put that part in there myself. <laughs> egregiously appalling ab- allegations. Oh, the nigga version of Foghorn Leghorn. Get the fuck out of my face. Uh, yeah, a, a nigga spends a weekend in jail. Get the fuck out of here. He learns four new words and can't stop using them. <laughs> he was that kid in school. <laughs> Just use it until it finally makes sense. Yeah. Oh man, that's egregious. <laughs> no, that's that's no, that's not what. And Tiny just love it because that's the smartest nigga she never fucked with. God damn. That's including and especially dumbass Floyd Mayweather. Wow. See, when you think about it, it's true. Wow. <laughs> that's depressing. I'll say don't don't the second smartest nigga you can fuck with is literally illiterate. <laughs> it's true. This is why everybody don't need to be rich. <laughs> I'm just saying that. This is why everybody don't need to be rich, man. Oh man, y'all get into shit like this that I I can't even. Taz a little old to be getting into shit like this. You're not too old to be dumb. <laughs> like <laughs> stupidity knows no age. If you're just dumb, you're just gonna be dumb. Oh man, I'm just saying. Charles Barkley's stupid as fuck, and he don't get into shit like this. Charles Barkley also has a job that he has to report to. Yeah. So, you know, they got people talking to his ass all the time. Yeah. You know, we, Ernie, we're not going to see T.I. in Ant-Man 3. No. You know well, saying? actually, he probably will be. Oh, <laughs> That's oh what, shit. Uh, he probably will be. Oh, man. Yeah. Yeah. You know, Marvel. I mean, not Marvel. Charles Barkley, he'll show up to TNT. Ernie Johnson will be like, now, Charles. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, Kenny Smith. Kenny Smith will probably, hey, man. <laughs> Don't say some shit that's gonna fuck it up for for, for everybody. Because between you and Shaq, you know I you know man somebody y'all y'all gonna fuck it up for somebody. Why you bring my name up? Why you talking about me like this? <laughs> why you compare me to girls like this? You're too intelligible for Shaq right now. All that, <laughs> all that to say, Ti and Tiny got for, we have to shut the fuck up forthwith forever. For shut, all things shut, to come, shut, got to shut, shut the fuck shut, up. Shut up. Just going forward, your opinion is no longer valid. So we don't have to see any more of those posts about uh, about um, what 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 a nigga should do in man woman relations ever again. I'm so tired of seeing those bullshit and this and, and from his bullshit uh, social media social media account for his 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 podcast expeditiously or whatever it's called. Um. Yeah, he got to get the fuck out of here. It's time. Him and Snoop have to have to shut equal parts the fuck up forever. <laughs> uh, D. Randall, have we done a podcast? Thankfully, so, and it's been a while. It is. It has been a while. This is the podcast y'all deserved. Uh, we got up closing on three hours. Um, hey, hey. Uh, but we've been gone for a while. Y'all wanted it. Yeah. Y'all want it. Y'all like when we do this shit. And if you didn't want it, you got it. So, and so here it is. Deal with it, shit. Um, y'all, thank you so much for your continued support. Thank y'all so much for supporting me through um, these rough times. These rough times are not necessarily over per se, um, but there's people going through way. But there's people going through rougher. 
Um, and we gonna be here. And uh, you know, this is this is definitely not the end of opinions. While black, we got some great shit. On the line for you in 2021. Yeah. Um, this, yeah. This is gonna sound, it's going to be the podcast y'all love, but, um, you know, we're going through some, we're going to go through some changes. We want y'all to know we are ever evolving and we're going to evolve this community, this family of ours. And uh, I'm definitely going to show y'all how much I appreciate um, y'all's continued love and affection and support for myself and for D. Randall. Again, it, it means the world. That people appreciate you and are concerned about you yep. and not just the content you create. I didn't get a whole bunch of messages talking about, nigga, when the next podcast? Right. Um, so, you know, that 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 shows a lot. <clears throat> um, so I am grateful from the bottom of my heart. Um, uh, uh, D. Randall, church, church announcements? Nah, none. Um, cool. Well, we will be back. Most yeah, we're def yeah definitely next week. We'll be back next week. There's no reason we shouldn't. Yep. Uh, with more foolishness and fuckery. Until then, this has been episode one twenty three. I don't. You know what? One twenty three. I think it's more. Let me see. I. I, I think it's one twenty three. I haven't even counted. Uh. Pretty sure it's one twenty three. You might be right. I trust your word. You're correct. Yeah. Episode one twenty three. Of Opinions While Black. I have been Oz. I am D. Randall. As always, forever imparting titties. It's good to be back, niggas. <laughs> <laughs>